This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Morning and welcome, friends. Here we go. Today is indeed a Thursday morning. That's great. And listen, just if if your fruit is hanging low, <laughs> it's okay because today is Talk Like Bill Weston Day. National Talk Like Bill Weston Day. for going love that. Yes, he will. We'll explain it all in a little while, but in the meantime, let's talk about the weather forecast. Today, we're mainly going to see clouds, but we're going to feel pretty comfortable. Today's high about 66 degrees, not quite as breezy as it was the last couple of days. Tomorrow's fantastic. Oh. 72 and yes. sunshine. And then on Saturday, clouds return with a high 67. But how about Sunday? 85 degrees and sunny skies. It's full on wow. summer weather. Let's take a look at traffic. What's happening this morning, Kathy? I had like a uh, Bill Weston thing to say, but it was so embarrassing. I don't want to uh, embarrass oh, myself. The roads are rolling like the stones. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? Isn't that something is, he'd say? Oh, God, yes. Well That's done. excellent, Kathy. Well done. 95 southbound slowing from Cotman through to Bridge. Once you get to the Vine, you're okay crossing town there. Schuylkill Expressway, we had an earlier accident, some construction overnight. That's been cleared. Uh, on High Street. We've got an accident in Pottstown at Cream Street, and then in New Jersey, 55 northbound, slowing from Deptford to 42. A few problems on New Jersey Turnpike northbound at 195 exit 7A. The right lane is closed with an accident in the truck lanes. Uh, also on the northbound side, we've got the left lane blocked there because of the accident. 206, both directions between Cold Soil Road and Carter Road, an accident. Two lanes blocked in each direction. There's a down pole, down wires, uh, a crash causing all of this, and they've shifted the lane. So use caution if you're traveling through there. This traffic report brought to you by Wawa. Wawa hoagies are made with delicious ingredients on a freshly baked roll. Now you can add fresh mozzarella to any hoagie. Gotta have a Wawa. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday, April 21st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Jay Wright shocked college basketball Wednesday night with his immediate resignation at Villanova, the Big East program. He led to two national championships and four Final Fours in a Hall of Fame career. The 60-year-old guided Villanova to titles in 2016 and 2018 and just led the Wildcats to the Final Four where they lost to the national champion, Kansas. He went 520 and 197 in 21 seasons at the school and 642 to 282 overall. Uh, also coaching Hofstra from 1994 to 2001. It's time for us to enter a new era of Villanova basketball, Wright said in a statement. After 35 years in coaching, I'm proud and excited to hand over the reins to Villanova's next coach. I am excited to remain a part of Villanova and look forward to working with Villanova and the rest of the leadership team. We had a text chain going on last night about this, and as bummed out as I was to hear this news, because he's such a wonderful person, I am delighted and happy for this 60-year-old man who is hanging it up? He's he's done doing it. He is, you know, it's time for him to to just. He's worked really, really yeah. hard for yeah, a long that's exactly time. Right? Yeah, and I'm, and I'm happy for him. He could keep on going. He could go yeah. as long as he wanted. Oh, he to. can. He can have a multi-decade career doing you know, whatever. But, uh, you know, it was just how long ago was it? We were all sort of um, re- re- responding to the news that he might be going to coach the Lakers or, yeah. you know, all those rumors that were floating around at that time, and uh, and here we are. It just came out of nowhere, you know. That, yes. That's what was yeah. shocking to me. I mean, uh, Coach Shevsky for Duke, you know, he basically had a, a goodbye uh, tour for his whole, you know, for his last year, yeah. and then a big, a big going, you know, big going out at uh, uh, Cameron Indoor Arena and the whole nine, and, and it, rightfully so. I mean, Coach Shevsky earned that. So is Coach 
Right. You know, and, and I'd love to have been able to say goodbye to him for a year, but it's not on me. It's on him, obviously. Right. I, how many national titles does Krzyzewski have? Three. 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 How many Papa Shot titles does Krzyzewski <laughs> have? Zero. None. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. He's, how about that? He's a, he's, is, is, is he the GOAT uh, for us? Coach Wright has at least two, right? Well, yeah, yeah. actually, Steve Dunning is probably the, the GOAT. GOAT. All right. Yeah, yeah you're right. Kyle Neptune, who served on the Villanova coaching staff before accepting the head coaching position at Fordham in 2021, will will replace Wright. Wright's decision was unexpected, and there was no immediate word uh, that the move was health-related or that he was leaving for the NBA. Wright will remain at Villanova and stay involved in fundraising, advising, education, and more. He joins North Carolina's Roy Williams and Duke's Mike Krzyzewski as the third coach with multiple championships to step down over the last two years. This is how great of uh, of a person Jay Wright is. So uh, I was coaching my son's basketball team this past year and I couldn't make it to I think it was like the first or second game of the season and it I was it I was thinking if I call Jay to coach he might actually <laughs> show up like just for fun you know what I mean but it, as it turns out I think at that time they were in they were at some sort of tournament but like and I said said so something to Nick about it I go and, you know and he's like dude that's something Jay Wright would actually do. He would actually show up and coach at ninth Wait, grade. Here, I'll read, it, I'll read it for you, Casey. I said, hey, if you're not busy, can you coach Casey's son's game? Uh, it's a ninth grade boys team. <laughs> he can pay you in Dunkin' gift cards. <laughs> Kathy is also offering a hug. And Jay responded, I mean, right away. He's like laughing my ass off. I'm heading to Omaha to play Creighton. But I have to put you in touch with my agent to negotiate. I would have if I were in town. Oh, man. That's great. He was inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame in uh, 2021. Wright is scheduled to discuss his decision at a press conference on Friday. So we'll get a little All more right, from yeah. him on Friday. I want to hear the specifics. A South Jersey postal worker allegedly made thousands of dollars by selling more than 400 fake vaccine cards that she produced and printed at work. 39-year-old Lisa Hamill of Turnersville was among those charged in a COVID-19 fraud scheme announced by the Department of Justice on Wednesday. They were spelling COVID with a K. <laughs> oh, man. Officials tell ABC News that enforcement action include criminal charges against 21 individuals including Hamill, for their alleged participation in the schemes. Investigators say it was Hamill's posting that helped them catch on to her alleged scheme, which uh, they say she started in March of 21 as federal vaccine mandates were coming down. Hamill, who was arrested Tuesday, allegedly messaged an unidentified individual on March 27th, showing off two fake cards she printed at the post office where she worked. uh, Making fakes, Hamill allegedly wrote graphic design degree paying off. (laughs) Authorities allege that she stole the fake cards by, I know, like on, on Social, yeah, like on social media, yeah. yeah, and that's how people were contacting her. Another person contacted her and said, "Hey, can I get a fake card from you?" She said, "Yeah, as long as nobody knows where it came from, like it's all going through there." <laughs> Authorities allege she stole the uh, she sold the fake cards by soliciting payments referred to as donations from buyers through an electronic payment application. The payments were disguised as movie tickets and dinner and drinks, according to the indictment. Authorities say Hamill received hundred dollars for transactions. The U.S. Postal Service confirmed that Hamill worked as a customer service supervisor at the Marlton, New Jersey post office at the time of the alleged crimes. Uh, the post office says Hamill is still on payroll but does not come in contact with any mail. Others charged in the scheme range from medical business owners and executives to physicians and marketers. Investigators also allege a Colorado man and unnamed co-conspirators made hundreds of fake vaccine rec- uh, records earning thousands of dollars from the scheme selling fraudulent cards to hundreds of individuals in at least a dozen states according to the indictment. Kathy, what about the dude that got like actually got the shots for people <laughs> oh, took the yeah, vaccine? Took, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. That was in Europe, yeah. 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 <gasps> oh, my God. Wait, so how many? He got like, like 80 or something 80, yeah. ridiculous uh, vaccines. Is yeah. he going to get sick? I, I don't know. I can't imagine it's awesome for <laughs> you. Oh, my God. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Recreational cannabis sales will be permitted by licensed facilities in New Jersey starting Thursday. 13 medical dispensaries statewide obtain licenses to sell the gen- to the general public. The businesses will be able to welcome customers 21 and older at 10 a.m. with special hours exclusively for medical sales. Medical dispensaries seem to have separate lines or hours for medical patients. Some local police departments said that they'll use specifically trained drug uh, recognition experts to uh, spot drivers under the influence. This week, Governor Phil Murphy said while there's nothing preventing law enforcement officers from using regulated cannabis off-duty, he's open to legislation that would change that. DEA agents in New Jersey received letters after the announcement stating that they are not permitted to use regulated cannabis off-duty. In sports this morning... Last night in Toronto, the Sixers beat the Raptors in overtime in Game 3. Joel Embiid made a three-pointer with eight seconds left in overtime to give the Sixers a 104-101 win. Embiid turns, fires for the win. Joel Embiid and the Sixers take Game 3 here in Toronto. And the crowd is silent. Everybody, mouth shut. Embiid had 33 points and 13 rebounds, helping the Sixers rally from a 17-point deficit. James Harden added 19 points and 10 assists before fouling out in the closing seconds of regulation. They now lead the series three games to none. Game four will be in Toronto on Saturday afternoon. Tip-off is at 2 o'clock. The Phillies beat the Rockies 9-6 yesterday afternoon in Colorado. Johan Camargo had four hits, including a three-run home run in a five-run seventh inning, and the Phillies ended a three-game losing streak. Kyle Schwarber added a home run in the right field third deck, and Nick Castellanos and Alec Bohm also hit home runs. The Phillies are off today, and we'll be back home this weekend for a series against the Milwaukee Brewers. Ranger Suarez will get the start tomorrow night, and the first pitch is scheduled for 7.05. The Flyers' road trip through Canada continues tonight with the game in Montreal. The puck is set to drop tonight at 7 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kath. We've got a number of things that are set to go for today. First of all, Concert Cash, we are going to remind you that you will have seven opportunities. They win $500 and some tickets to the MMRBQ. We'll get you started at 8 a.m., and then we'll do it again at 10. We'll hand it over to Pierre and the rest of the gang. And they'll move through the day with ample opportunity for money and tickets. We also have a guest on the program. This should be cool. Kihi Kwan. If you don't know that name, he start his very first movie role was a short round in the Temple of Doom with Harrison Ford in so an good. Indiana Jones film. And then he went on to do Goonies. As right after. Data, yeah. Beloved character. And he is back in acting. Took a long, long break. And uh, he has a movie called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once which is this action-adventure comedy, which is in yeah. theaters now. And uh, he's making the rounds, so that'll be cool. It's awesome. To talk to him around 9 o'clock this morning. So we will do that. We also, uh, oh, you know, we have a Daily Rush video. Uh, and it's brand new. It was uh, Chris Jericho when he stopped by the other day. Uh, so if you haven't seen that yet, you can check that video out now. And if you follow us on Instagram, we're going to give you a first look at the Daily Rush videos. Uh, he has some great travel trips, reveals his favorite horror movie, and wants to come back to the verse. <laughs> so make sure you take a look. It is sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. Learn more at Xfinity.com. And yesterday was 420. Today is 421, also known as Talk Like Bill Weston Day. I get off. And, uh, so... And we have the the origins of that. Marissa tracked down the information and figured out it was uh, 
We were interviewing uh, actor Ed Begley Jr. Yes. And he had apparently uttered the phrase low-hanging fruit. Right. <laughs> and then afterwards, Nick had said, well, I didn't know April 21st was talk like Bill Weston Day. <laughs> and thus became the day. And this is our first day, uh, first time really celebrating it. So we encourage anybody who happens to be going about their business today at some point just to utter a Bill Weston phrase, if you will. To celebrate. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, the picture, the graphic for Talk Like Bill Weston Day is, is Bill in a, in a very casual, sort of cool-looking, uh, yeah. smoking a cigar, yeah. Yeah. got his coat on, cup of joe, he's looking yep. good. Uh, so we will actually have a contest that will incorporate <laughs> Bill Westonisms this morning. I hazard a guess that there are a lot of people who feel they have a pretty primo Bill Weston impression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will ask you. I'm not to, a big fan. Uh, we will ask you to call in and give your best Bill Weston impression. So we've created these uh, phrases, and uh, we'll explain how we're going to get those to you a little bit later on. And we're going to do a contest called "Who Said It Be- Who Said It Weston." <laughs> <laughs> who said it best like Bill Weston. So we will get to that later on this morning. We got some cool stuff to give away, including some tickets to see Dave Chappelle Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. at the Hard Rock on May 28th. Well, that's going to be a huge show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we will have your opportunity to win those with Talk Like Bill Weston Day today. Oh, so Santa's got to go. Okay, thank you, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> He's always pushing us along. Yeah. So we'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. The Entertainment Report is up next, so make sure you stay with us. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com Podcasts? Oh yeah, MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MM Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve show podcast. <laughs> there we go. Thank you, Bill. All right, so we're going to do a stupid question, give away a prize pair of sweet tickets to join Mr. Brett Porsche at NASCAR uh, as it returns to Dover Motor Speedway. May 1st, a question that I have for you this morning is, what animals does a hippophobe fear? What animals do a hippophobe fear? Interesting. 215-263-WMMR. Because there's an obvious, but I'm sure that's not it. That's not it. Let's see if you know the answer. 215-263-WMMR. I'll go through some birthdays today. Uh, Thursday, uh, April 21st, Talk Like Bill Weston Day birthdays include... Well, you know what? I guess I should start with the big, big, big okay. on the list if we're, if we're talking about I special days. Today is Queen Elizabeth II's birthday oh! today. And she is 96 years old. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. They posted a picture of her as a baby on Instagram. It was a little thing, wasn't it? No, it was, it's so cute, but like you look at it and you're like, yeah, that's her. Really? Yeah. You still see the uh, the resemblance? Yeah. You know, Kathy, the issue with my monarchy is this right now. I can see the barn door. You can oh, see the, oh, even talks like Day. The queen oh, talks like Bill They made Bill it across West. the pond. So <laughs> I guess I'm the epitome of privilege. Uh, I guess so. Yes, she is. <laughs> we'll get into some of the details of her celebration in a little while. She's 96 today. Uh, it, and also celebrating a birthday with the queen 
and why not? It fits Tony Danza. Tony Danza. Yeah, yeah. He's virtually royalty as it is, uh, and he turns seventy-one years wow. old today. Tony I know Danza. Nick's dad hated him, but I loved him growing up. Like who's I liked him too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Taxi. He was a yeah. lot of fun on. He was I excellent. remember seeing uh, it was like Battle of the Network Stars. Oh which, yeah. You know they, he was athletic. Dude, he was. He was a like, boxer. He was. Yeah. yeah. I was like that. I was a boxer. Is, yeah. He's strong. So he's, he's very strong, Casey. Seventy-one today. Uh, someone who we had a really good rapport with and have met with on a couple of occasions, uh, actor James McAvoy. Love him. Has his birthday today, and he married a gal from this area. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully <laughs> will be residing in Delco sometime soon. Yeah, she's a Delco gal. Yeah, he, I think um, I think they bought an estate in Norwood. Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah. An estate? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, he's a great actor, man, uh, and he turns 43 years old today. Uh, actress Annie McDowell has her birthday. She was great in uh, a Maid. A maid. Yeah. Oh my God! She was uh, the 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 bipolar mom on Netflix, and just uh, this over the top. Yeah. yeah, one way or the other, either just you know on top of the world or uh, just. The bowels of hell. In the I didn't finish it, and um, there's no reason why I didn't finish it. But is it worth? I really enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, I, yeah. it. It's really good. And isn't enjoy kind of a weird way to, to classify yeah. it? Well, it's, it's a true it, story. Yeah. This girl. It's um, sort of harrowing, but yeah. it is, it's amazing. Yeah, it's a survival story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't know it was a true story. Yeah, the, the the young girl who is Andy McDowell's daughter in real life, right? Yeah, she's um, from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And uh, she, uh, yeah, I mean, so the character she plays is the girl who wrote this book about her life. Oh, yeah. wow. She eventually starts uh, in, in her uh, her life as, as working as this maid, and, and it's more than just working as maid. You have to see the show. Uh, she starts writing things down. She, she right. was originally going to go to college to take uh, right, right, you know, right. some um, uh, literature courses. Mm-hmm. And so she starts to write this stuff down, and she realizes she's got some good stuff here. She, yeah, she's mm-hmm. talented. And, uh, and it and it helps her out down the road. So anyhow, Andy McDowell's uh, 64. It's Iggy Pop's birthday as well today. Uh, he's playing the Queen's Palace for her birthday. Uh, you guys have a good... Uh, Good memory of Iggy Pop, right? Yeah. Played Bam's first wedding. And the Queen was there. And the Queen was there. No, but uh, the Stooges reunited for Bam's (laughs) wedding. (laughs) And we were there in the room. And uh, it was pretty damn cool. People like Tony Hawk were there. Of course, the whole Jackass crew, Wee Man. Tony Danza. And all the Tony Danza. (laughs) No, but uh, James Eha from Smashing Pumpkins was there. It was a really cool night. We We had a really good time. Uh, Iggy Pop celebrates his 75th birthday today. Another front man, Robert Smith, uh, turns a year older, and he is 63 years old today. Whenever I hear his I'm name, cure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think of two things: the picture of Sylvester Stallone, doctor to look like Robert Smith, and then he he was in an episode of an early episode of South Park, and they had like this mecha Robert Smith that came yes. out. That's great. And yeah. then there's like these Japanese guys yelling, Robert Smith, Robert Smith. Oh, it's great. It, it's so bizarre. But Robert Smith apparently was a fan, an early fan also of South Park. So they had a funny little relationship, those guys. That's a guy I would like to talk to. Yeah. Robert Smith. He'd see, yeah, I don't know if he would be a riveting interview. He's kind of a quiet guy, but um, he's just, uh, he is his own thing, oh, man, for I, sure. I, <laughs> I look, at, look up at the screens. <laughs> oh, my God. I yeah, but, Stallone is Robert Smith. That's the best. I have seen them a number of times in college. Concert. I I love the cure. Yep, he is sixty three today. Uh, Tony Romo. I know a lot of people hate Tony Romo. Uh, right? he, so uh, you're yeah. conflicted, aren't you? Well, I am because he's a, he's a decent analyst. Or uh, yeah, I guess he would be the analyst for for um, football. Some think he thinks he talks too much, and yeah. and he does. He, he has a, a, a you know. In the beginning, it was like, hey man, you know, like just 
you know, you, you just started. Like, you don't have to be talking all Shut the time. Shut up. But right. he, he, he was, he's really good at, like, dissecting a, a play, like, pre-play. He'll be like, hey, you know, watch watch the tight end here. And, and sure enough, you know, the play goes to the tight end and stuff. So, I, you know, he, he is actually pretty decent at it. Right. Yeah. Uh, and he he plays golf, right? And, and he, apparently scratch golfer. Like, well. like, uh, yeah. like he's a plus handicap, mm-hmm. from what I understand. Like, he could be... If he had the time, really, uh, if and and if he could put the effort into it, he could be a touring pro. Don't you love people like that? Oh my god, <laughs> uh, yeah, just uh, incredibly athletic. I think I'll play too. <laughs> He's forty-two today. Uh, Rob Riggle, great. Yeah. <laughs> Rob's the best. What's the name of his uh, miniature golf show? Oh my god, it's great. And I Is forgot the name Holen... of it. Holy moly! Holy moly! Holy moly! That's yeah. it. Yeah, that might yeah. be it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so he's fifty-two today. Uh, actor Robbie Amell, who was on uh, The Flash, yes. played Firestorm on that show. That's and upload, the Duff. right? Is he upload? Yes. Okay. Is that him? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. No. Movie. No. He, no, he, no, he's in Amell. So, uh, Robbie he? Amell and Steve Amell are not brothers. I think they're cousins. They're cousins. So, right. so Stephen Amell is Arrow, he's and Arrow. Robbie Amell... Robbie no, Amell is upload. That's yeah, he is upload. Okay. Okay. Mm. Well, I don't know. You guys are going to have to look it up. Yeah, and... we're looking at it right now. He's definitely Robbie Amell is the lead in, in upload. Okay. Yeah, you're looking. Yeah. Unless you're yeah. thinking of I don't think so. upgrade. If you're oh, thinking upgrade. of upgrade, that's oh, the upload show. You're upload. right. Yeah, yes. on Amazon Prime. Right. You're exactly right. So Robbie Amell is 34, and then the last birthday I saw. No, actually, two more. Uh, actress named uh, Gugu Mbatha Raw. Uh, she's on the morning show. Uh, beautiful young woman. She is uh, 39 Lovely years old today. And Loki as well, yeah. <laughs> and on Loki, yep, you are correct. And then the last birthday, and a big, big, we love ya, Dr. Mike Serena. Yay! Yay! He celebrates Yay! his birthday today. One of the greatest people we know, without question. Happy birthday to you, Dr. Mike. We love ya! Love ya! All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. What animals... Does a hippophobe beer, 215-263-WMMR. We will go to Tyler to see if he knows the answer. Hey, Tyler, good morning. Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? Good, buddy. All right, Tyler, what animals do uh, hippophobes fear? I'm going to say horse. Yeah, you're correct. That is correct. Tyler, hang on the line. Got your tickets actually in the suite with Mr. Brent Porsche. NASCAR returns to Dover Motor Speedway May 1st with the Duramax Dryden 400. You can get tickets at doverspeedway.com. So, all right, let's uh, let's get into the entertainment story. Do you want to add something, Kath? No, I was just going to say, I so I... Uh, I rode horses as a kid, and mm-hmm. you know the size of them always scare you. But um, there's a woman that does uh, the equine therapy, yes. and she explains like how to get that fear out of people. And when she explains it, ride I was a like, hippo. No, no, but I was like, it makes so much sense. Like she said, they're so gentle; they are more scared of you than you are of them. And I forget huh. how she put it, but like when she talks to when she does this therapy with people, mm. like the getting them over their fear of how giant these animals are is like easy and is one of the first things because they really are so gentle and they're not looking to hurt you at all. Do you know whose life turned around with that? Uh, was Whitney Cummings. She did the equine therapy. Oh, really? Yeah, really? Okay. Alright, well listen, I got some other things. Maybe this guy could use some uh, equine therapy. I don't know, but Johnny Depp testified <laughs> yesterday that there was human fecal <gasps> matter in his bed following a fight with Amber Heard. We had heard oh about this God. before. Big old turd. Yeah, according to his account, the fight took place on Heard's 30th birthday. 
And after he turned up one hour and 40 minutes late to her 2016 dinner party, he says he decided to leave the penthouse after a verbal argument turned physical with her allegedly striking him repeatedly. I mean, how could she slap him? Yeah, how could she slap? And when he when he tried to return... Hocus, uh, when, when he tried to return to collect his belonging, a security guard showed him a photo of human fecal matter splattered on his, his side of the bed. Now, he testified, and he, this is what he said, on my side of the bed was human fecal matter. <laughs> I laughed. It was so outside. It was so bizarre and so grotesque that I could only laugh. Uh, in response to Hurd's arguments that the mess was caused by their teacup Yorkies, uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean star said, I've lived with those dogs for many years. That did not come from a dog. It just didn't, he said. Uh-huh. So, you know your poop after a while. I guess so, it, yeah. There, there are pictures then? Because... I, yeah, I saw them. Oh. Yeah, I actually did see them. And it, it looks like smeared human crap. Mm. So, it looks like a big skid mark on the bed. That's another uh, thing that they are covering. And there will be more interesting things coming you out. You remember those relationships, Preston, that start so wonderfully and end up with her crapping in your bed? Ah, uh, yeah. God. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, well, listen, they'll, they'll get past it eventually. <laughs> she always, though, would when she ate nuts, I remember this out of the bowl in the kitchen, Casey. Oh, no way. I'm not ready for that. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We have a lot of things to get to. (laughs) Season five of Red Table Talk premiered yesterday, and it opened with a brief statement addressing the Will Smith-Chris Rock slap. Uh, The statement said, considering... Considering all that has happened in the last few weeks, the Smith family has been focused on deep healing. Oh, okay, good. Uh, some of the discoveries. I think Chris Rock is healing. Yeah. He's, he's waiting for the swelling to go down. Some of the discoveries around our healing will be shared at the table when the time calls. Uh, this. this <laughs> The statement continued, until then, the table will continue offering itself to powerful, inspiring... Oh, I love the table. The table. Yeah. The table offers itself. Energy comes from the table. Uh Uh-huh. Gather around ye. Uh, And inspiring and healing testimonies like that of our incredibly... And then I saw the table. Our incredibly impressive first guest. I am your table. Yeah. I shall heal your pain. Uh, the episode, which featured uh, Janelle Monet, was taped before the, Oscars. the power of the third leg of the stool. The Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah li- 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 we should do red stool talk. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so anyhow, uh, yeah, they're eventually going to get to it, but not now. Is barely. Yeah, I mean, they, everyone's they, they, saying that they filmed this stuff beforehand. They and, did. And yeah, they're, they're going to roll those out. Black China. Love her. Took the stand on Wednesday in her civil case against the Kardashians. What poop stories did she have? During her testimony, she addressed Rob Kardashian's abuse allegations leading up to their breakup and the cancellation of their reality show. And according to China, when the show was picked up for the second season in December 2016, the couple celebrated by joking around and, quote, being silly. This accounted for two separate instances. The reality star said... That when she wrapped an iPhone cord around Kardashian's neck while he was playing video games, she meant no harm and was just trying to get him to pay attention to her. And she added that although she pointed an unloaded gun at his head (laughs) while he was on FaceTime with friends, it also wasn't serious. 
Yeah, that sounds pretty serious. Yeah, so... You never point a gun of any kind at someone. Exactly. So, unless you're going to use it. This will be uh, one of many things that they uh, try to hash out in this particular case. She's making a money grab. Uh, the thing with Rob Kardashian is all of the sisters and even the stepsisters are so dynamic and so driven. And he's just this inert fungus, you know. Yeah. It's, it's such a weird thing that he didn't get any of that. Yep. Uh, the company that produced Rust has been slapped with a $136,000. Oh, $136,793 fine by the New Mexico Occupational Health, Health and Safety Bureau for its willful and serious violation of workplace safety procedures. Uh, according to Deadline, uh, the report con- concludes that the Rust Movie Productions LLC management, quote, knew that firearm safety procedures were not being followed on the set and demonstrated plain indifference to employee safety by failing to review work practices and take corrective action. You know, Preston, in case you had asked, is, do you think this movie, does anyone think this movie will actually be completed, Rust? Mm. But I, I've, I was reading that they are talking about making a movie about what happened on the set of the I movie, Rust. That I yes. see. Like yeah. a Hulu movie. Wow. Yeah. And then so they, it exonerated... Alec Baldwin, this report? No, no. This is just one of the steps. So, oh. so the producers, which he's one of, uh, they're, they're, they've been slapped with a fine with $136,000. The question is, how can I slap? He posted something last night saying that uh, from a statement from his attorney saying that uh, we appreciate that this report has exonerated Mr. Baldwin. I have conducted a report, and I'm proud to announce that it exonerates me. <laughs> okay. I've paid um, for a report to be issued that exonerates me. Yeah. Nick, I, th- I think lawyers will do that from time to time. They'll, they'll claim a victory. Get out in front. And, yeah. and and even though there's still many other hurdles to go, right. it's kind of a standard thing. How you know? can she slap? How can she <laughs> Right. How can she slap? You know. You know. I'm um, proud to say that the report that I paid for exonerates me. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Didn't see it coming. Gotta be honest. <laughs> uh, according to the movie trailer released this week for Good Morning, morning spelled M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, Machine Gun Kelly plays a celebrity whose girlfriend, played by his actual fiance Megan Fox, breaks up with him by text. And from that point on, his world is turned upside down and his life is full of choices to become the biggest star in the world or fight for love. Love. Uh, not only does MGK star in the film, uh, but he wrote and directed it alongside Maud's son. Every time they write that, I think they're talking about our sister stage. I know. Yeah, yeah I think so, too. Uh, his good friend Pete Davidson is also in the comedy. Jennifer Lawrence is a new mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Don't Look Up actor has welcomed her first child with her husband. Uh, is it Cook? Maroney? Cook Maroney is what I've heard. Cook Maroney. But uh, details about the birth and the baby are being kept under wraps. Uh, Lawrence and Maroney decided against releasing information such as the child's birthday, (laughs) gender or name, and the child's name may remain a secret for a long time, they're saying. Uh, Lawrence uh, said, every instinct in my body wants to protect their privacy for the rest of their lives as much as I can. I don't want anyone to feel welcome into their existence, and I feel like that just starts with not including them in this part of my work. Uh, the couple was recently seen out for a walk with their newborn. Uh, representative for the act, uh, actor confirmed Lawrence's pregnancy news to People magazine in September, but did not specify due dates or anything like that. So I saw them. Um, I think I saw a picture of them out, and they had a, this kind of uh, perambulator. You know, um, it's a, like it looks like a real high tech baby stroller where there's 
the baby sits up way high. Oh, have, you ever, yeah. have you ever seen uh-huh. these? I know exactly. What and it looks about. like it was like a like a like a Bentley design. It looks on like the side. a little like spaceship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen those? No. And did you say perambulator? Yeah, that's they, what is that? That's what they, they call, in uh, in England. They call them that. A pram. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. All right, I didn't know it was they're, short for perambulator. They're super expensive and they're uh, not uh, user friendly. I had is a, that the story? A friend yeah. that yeah. had one, and she was like, "It was the dumbest purchase I ever made." <laughs> really? <laughs> but they're really yeah. expensive. I mean, they're expensive. They're nice. You know, it goes along with your whole, you know, luxury look, I guess. And and the baby sits at like your level, like way up high, in like okay. a, in like a like a, what would you call it? like a pod? I, yeah, yeah. I mean, it it is a, yeah, it's essentially a baby seat. And I think they do have like different attachments where you can, right. as the baby grows, you can change it, and the baby you know can turn around. But this one is high up and faces you. All right, uh, Nick is uh, trying to pull up some pictures. Scroll down a little bit more because I want to see this contraption. If I can. <laughs> all right, it's mainly focusing on on them. But damn it! All right, anyway, uh, uh, on uh, the late show with uh, Stephen Colbert in December, she uh, Colbert asked her um, what she had been up to after taking three years off in Hollywood in the spotlight, and she delivered a line that everybody loves. She said, "I just had tons of sex." Uh, she looked down in motion to her clearly pregnant self, so uh, but wasn't revealing any due dates or anything like that. So they had the baby, their parents, and there you go. And here's another one: Aaron Paul and his wife Lauren uh, Paresikian. Paresikian uh, recently welcomed their second child, a baby boy. Uh, the Breaking Bad star shared the first photo of the tot on his Instagram on Wednesday with the caption: "My little man, Ryden Caspian Paul." Uh, so happy that you are out in this world, you beautiful boy, you. Uh, Paul revealed that his uh, Breaking Bad co-star, Brian Cranston, is the youngster's godfather on Tuesday's uh-huh. episode of The Tonight Show. So that's really cool. The babies, of course, is, looks really, really cute. Oh. Babies have that look like, what the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, TMZ has uncovered the name of Nick Jonas's and Priyanka Chopra's daughter. According to the birth certificate obtained by the outlet, her full name is Malti Marie Chopper Jonas. So I guess they had to do some digging to get this. They didn't, you know. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, she was born just after 8 p.m. January 15th at a hospital. I need in, you to meet me in the subterranean parking garage. In San Diego. So I've got the name. It's Malti something. Uh, Malti. Malti Malti. Malti Marie. Malti Malt. Multi Marie Chopper ooh, Jonas. Patty yes. melts. Pat, ooh, those are good. They're really I good. One of those in a yeah. while. They're yeah. so good. They're on rye, right? With yeah. onions. Why yeah. don't they happen more often? I don't know. Like of all the foods out there that should happen more often, I think Patty melts is at patty the top melts. of the list. Mm-hmm. I'll be there. Early. You'd be surprised with how many uh, patty melts are out there. Are there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, seriously? Yeah. Where? All right. Give me, give yeah. me your best. Freddy's. Freddy's Steak Burgers has patty melt. I bet Nifty Fifties has patty melt. I bet you they do. Wait, are they still opened? What, Freddy's? No, Nifty 50s. Oh, yeah. In fact, there's a new one. (laughs) Yeah, in Newtown Square. Nifty 50s? Uh, Yeah. Where's the one you took me to? That's, well, for me, that's the OG. That's the uh, the, uh, Folsom... Also, Holmes one at four twenty ish. Four twenty in the Dade Boulevard. Yeah. Okay. Are they individually owned? No. Uh, okay, Leo so, um, uh, owns them all. Okay. So remember there Leo was like <laughs> there, there was like uh, tax fraud or like something yeah. that went down and then one burnt down in Ben Salem and there was all kind of like scandalous things. Big drama here. Yeah. 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 No. So uh, yeah. But they, they have a patty melt. <laughs> they, I bet you they do. <laughs> I'm guessing they they've do. got a hundred and one soda flavors, Kathy. Oh. <laughs> They're gonna have a goddamn patty melt. And they have a little uh, cap that you can get yep. and write your name on it. Know. Yeah. yeah. Look Casey what I got. Casey Howard. Mm. 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 Had a patty melt, but got a hat. <laughs> By the way, it's talked like Bill Weston. Yeah, in, case yeah. just <laughs> in case you're just... What was that? Oh, that was Bill Weston. Hey,
<laughs> that doesn't sound anything. No, like it him. does not. All right, let's try. Uh, let's try a different clip. Here's another Bill Weston. No problem. Uh, yeah, that's right. God, when that. he figures this out, he might actually call out sick. <laughs> First time in his life. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, listen. Uh, we're in the entertainment story. Oh yeah, uh, right, 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 right. Portion of the program. Not the Patty Mel part of the show. How about this? Sources tell Page Six that Angelina Jolie is allegedly trying to find damaging information against Brad Pitt by using the FBI under the name Jane Doe. This is not good. Doe, strong, Doe, strongly suspected to be Jolie, is suing the FBI for information regarding their investigation into an incident of possible domestic violence on a private jet years ago. Preston, a, a Doe is a deer, right? A female deer, right. yes. Uh, the Maleficent actress filed for divorce against Pitt in 2016, <laughs> shortly after the FBI looked into Pitt. By the way, think about this. Three of these legal cases yeah. that we brought up took place in 2016. Shows you how fast the wheels of justice spin. Uh, right? But, I mean, the the uh, uh, the Black China thing, yes. the, uh, the the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing, yep. and, and this uh, Angelina and Brad Pitt thing happened in 2016. Mm. What a lousy you know year. Who, well, except for the lawyers. Because yeah. it set in motion to just tons of billable hours. Yeah, oh, right? sure. It's good <laughs> yeah. for them, but that, that not very many people. Yeah. Uh, shortly after the FBI looked into uh, Pitt over claims that during a family fight, uh, a flight home from Europe, he got into an altercation with their 15-year-old son, Maddox. No charges were filed. So it's she's still, like, whatever happened in there yeah. really lit a fire, and, and she is not letting that go at all. I don't know what the hell. I mean, you you wish they could put it. I can't imagine it benefits the kids anyway, you know, yep. this is dragging on like this. Yep. All right. I mentioned it is Queen Elizabeth II's birthday today. <gasps> yes. And she is uh, today retreating to the Sandringham Estates. I'm going to Sandringham. In, Suck it. In eastern <laughs> England. That, that has uh, offered My the... BJ, bitch. That has offered the monarch and her late husband, Prince Philip, a refuge from the affairs of state. Elizabeth is expected to spend the day at the estate's Wood Farm Cottage. Play pickleball. A personal sanctuary where she also spent her first Christmas since Philip's death in April 2021. I love that early in the the Queen uh, the Crown series, the earlier part of all her metamorphosis into oh, the Queen and what she was doing before and how the seismic shift took place. And there's a scene, Preston, on the plane where Philip, her husband, now cannot leave the plane with her. She's, oh, yeah. And and it's like it becomes clear. Yes, I'm. It's a different thing now. Yep. When when uh, he has to right, take yeah. a back seat. Right. Look, dude. She's she's the, the top dog. This yeah. is it. And you uh, you got to step aside. Right. right. <clears throat> uh, the royal family's official Instagram account shared a picture of the queen, an accomplished equestrian, on Wednesday, showing her posing alongside two of her fell ponies, Baybeck Katie and Baybeck Nightingale. What, what, what were your dolls' names as a child, Catherine? Uh, John and Kina. This is John and Kina. <laughs> Uh, speaking of dolls, a toy maker Mattel announced Thursday that it is marking the occasion by releasing a Barbie doll in the Queen's likeness. Oh, and wow. guess what, Preston? What? It has Kung Fu grip. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the accessory you want. Absolutely. Uh, this birthday comes during the Queen's uh, Platinum Jubilee year. Mar- there's a hole in the back of my head so you can look through my bionic eye. Uh, marking her 70 years on the throne. By the way, the doll will be sold in London stores, uh, Harrods, Selfridges, and Hamlets. Uh, uh, public celebrations will take place June 2nd through the 5th when four days of Jubilee festivities have been scheduled to coincide with the monarch's official birthday. Harrods, we went to Harrods uh, and uh, my wife and I had 
hot chocolate that was the <laughs> richest. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Did you have it? I, I took Ben there uh, when he was like hell. seven or eight. I went with my ex-wife. Yeah, but it's it's, it's a really cool experience. It's amazing, but it's like, what am I, what is this? It's like five or six floors, right? Yes. And this is a massive store, and yeah, they have like a hot chocolate stand in the middle of it, and then you can go over to ladies' uh, underwear over here. Like, it, it's, it's this department store that just... Yeah. Covers everything. I loved by it when we did our our show there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. did not go in. I've, I heard bought, it's kind of I, I don't know. It's but, an experience. Okay, I bought makeup while I was there. Oh, did you? <laughs> okay. What All the right. hell store did I go to? It's a department store. It, 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 it wasn't hair. Target. No. Target. <laughs> it was not Target. But anyway, I want to ask you about your um, hot chocolate because you know we're talking about food here in Patty Melts. Uh, did it? Because when I went to Paris, I had hot chocolate there. Case, it was, was like, like drinking syrup. It well, this was like hot pudding, like like. <laughs> but it, but it was yeah. some of the best chocolate I've ever had in my life. Not the standard like yeah. you get here. Swiss no, mix, no, you're not. No, Swiss not Michigan. little marshmallows floating in it. Yeah, right. is that a band name? Hot pudding. Yeah, it should be it's hot tuna. Hot tuna. Check it and see. Okay. Just do pudding all over the TV. I have one more story. Stay on course. Uh, Stay on course. <laughs> Wait for it. Wait for it. (laughs) Bill is a TIE fighter pilot. Wait for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you're going down and the center is all skied off. (laughs) What? What I I don't know what that is. is. But I'm going to listen to these before we play them, probably. No, I'm going to delete that one. Better to test them on the air, Preston. Yeah, 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 come on now. All right. Uh, That's why they just improv the Academy Awards celebration. (laughs) One last story. Speaking of award celebrations, there will be no slapping allowed at the Tony Awards. No slapping? No. According to Deadline, according to Deadline, uh, producers sent a letter to potential ticket buyers with a frequently asked question section that added, "The Tony Awards has a strict no violence policy. In the event of an incident, the perpetrator will be removed from the event immediately." Well, the fact that you'd even have to include that That's in seriously. your yeah, but now By the way, you can't punch presenters. Now yeah. they have to. You know, how I mean, can she after slap? that moment, <laughs> man? How can she slap? How can she slap? All right, next clip. Let's do the clip. I said next clip. We haven't even done the first clip. Well, (laughs) continuing from yesterday. A young Viking prince is on an action-filled quest to save his mother, kill his uncle, and and avenge his father. (laughs) And average his father. And average his household income. In the Northmen. And here, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy explains why she was drawn to this Viking character. Olga was very interesting to me because I knew that I would be portraying an archetype and the idea of how to be an archetype while still keeping it real and fresh and not going into stereotype. I think I was intrigued with how I could kind of play in that boundary. Yeah! I can archetype 60 words a second. I, I, I love the tone She's of, great. Her, of her voice. Not not just the accent, but just yeah. whatever, you know, that, that uh, this uh, the sound of her voice. Uh, in, she's wonderful. In Split, would you have had any idea that she was not American? No, yeah. no. She pulled off the American accent yeah. wonderfully, yeah. Uh, the Northman is in theaters on Friday, by the way. Here is the next clip. Unfulfilled and facing financial ruin, Nick Cage's life takes a wildly unexpected turn when a CIA operative recruits him for an unusual mission that involves channeling his most iconic characters to save his loved ones. And in this clip, Nick talks about director Tim 
uh, Gormican's version of the unbearable weight of massive talent. He he always said that neurotic Nick Cage is the best Nick Cage. <laughs> so he would push me more in those realms of mania and anxiety, which is fun. I mean, it was fun, but I would say, well, it's not really me when I'm at home with my cat, but that's not as much fun. <laughs> The unbearable weight of massive talent is in wait. theaters on Friday. I know. Yeah, can't I, wait. I definitely want to see the, this. The trailer story. had me laughing out loud, so that's a good sign. There you go. That is it. That's what I have in uh, the entertainment report for you this morning. We have several things happening uh, today on this beautiful Thursday morning. Lots of sunshine. High about 66. It's finally a wonderful day. It's going to get even better this weekend. Uh, but we are going to have your concert cash coming up less than an hour. Your chance to win $500 and MMRBQ tickets. By the way, we announced... Uh, yesterday, the special Preston and Steve side stage. Yes. That is happening at the MMRBQ, and it will be the MMRBQ debut of Froggy. They will be playing on the Preston and Steve side stage. Jackie Bam Bam will be uh, hosting a party deck DJ set. Excellent. And we're going to have a live band karaoke session. The band Sidearm is going to be there. They will be your backing band if you're one of the singers that we choose to get up and sing a song. Yeah, it's not a little machine scrolling the lyrics up on a stage. It's nope. an actual band. And we are going to have details soon on how you can get yourself in the running to be one of our singers on the stage. You'll even win tickets to the show and all that stuff. So we're excited about that. Details at WMMR.com. And also we mentioned the 424-pack deal. Uh, four tickets, $20 each. It's $80 plus ticket master fees available now through May 2nd or while supplies last. That's happening. We also have uh, actor Kihi Kwan on. He played uh, Data in The Goonies. He was short round in Temple of Doom. He took a long, long break from acting, and now he's back with this movie called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. We'll talk to him, and also, it is talk like Bill Weston Day. Uh, so we will have a contest in conjunction with that and your chance to win some stuff. So stay with us, man. We're going to have a good time on this beautiful Thursday morning. We'll be right back. I gotta get my beard done like the great Pierre. <laughs> the Metal God meets the Good Citizen on WMMR.com. See Pierre Robert's conversation with Rob Halford of Judas Priest. Plus photos from their show from the Met Philadelphia. Click Studio Z. The big local news and national news, mind you. I yes, did see yeah. on, on uh, so I use a couple different search engines and one of them is Bing and they always have a at the bottom of uh, some pictures that scroll through of some big national stories and I, I get a lot of great uh, prep out of that. Um, but, um, yeah, Jay Wright, Jay Wright yeah. uh, uh, retiring and it came out of nowhere. As Nick was saying earlier, that was a big thing, like n- no inclination. Right. And I mean, and coach Krzyzewski, and I referenced this earlier too, but like he, he coached his entire season, his final season, but he let everybody know that this was going to be his last season. He ended up taking his team to the final four as well. And so, uh, I, I guess coach Wright has just been feeling a little bit of burnout and I'm sure most college coaches feel that after every season. It's a really yeah. tough job, and everything right. that they have to do is, is really challenging, and it weighs on them. It's exhausting. Uh, but I was completely surprised by this news. You had, you had mentioned earlier as well that who knows, maybe he, you know, maybe he's going to go on to something else, coach another, maybe go to the NBA or whatever. But they did, uh, Villanova released a statement and said that he's going to be involved with the university somehow or another. So yeah. maybe it's just a straight up. I think, there's I, I think that might up. be it. I think yeah. he's done with coaching. I yeah. think that if he wanted to go to the NBA, he would have done it years ago. Yeah. Uh, he had a few, few different offers over the years, too. To uh, leave Villanova, he can he's, he can call his own shots at yeah. this point in his life and in his career. Um, you know, he, he's a big fish in that pond, and so he really can do whatever he wants. But what a fantastic gentleman! What a great guy! Everything that he's done for that school, for his students, for the players, for us, for us. I mean, yeah, for <laughs> yeah. for us, Steve, for Camp Out for Hunger, he's come to that year after year after year. He's won two Papa shots, and he doesn't just show up. 
He no. shows up engaged, enthusiastic, yeah. uh, all of that stuff, all that time. And that's what makes, again, we, we talk about all the coaches and what a wonderful situation we have here mm-hmm. in this city with the, um, the familial attitude and, and the uh, the fraternal um, yeah. the way they approach everything. It's it's great. And it, it's it's a bright spot that the city enjoys. And him staying here, hopefully be the case, <laughs> yeah. uh, is, is something we can look forward to. I do wonder why it was done like that, though. Because there was, I read an article yesterday and it was rumored. And then, I mean, maybe it was an hour, two hours later, uh, it came out that he, he released the statement. And that Do you think it's humility was, or, or it's maybe a more, a more humble nature that he didn't want to make a big... Did you? I, I bet it got leaked, and oh, so that, right. that I bet that story got leaked, Kathy, because I think well, it the, got um, leaked three days ago. There, the there were people that were that were t- like talking really? about the just yeah. that that he not that he was going to that. Oh, hey, he he might. There's there's you know there's rumblings. some rumors. Yeah, there's rumblings around that he might uh, you know retire. But I just wonder why, even if it did leak, like. So what? Like why right. he, there wasn't some sort of? Mm. It just was like immediate. The you know the, his statement came out. He posted it, and that was that. But I guess once the leak happens, then he has to address it. And then so like it okay. started gaining some traction last night. And then he's like, all right, well I guess this is out. And then okay. and like you mentioned earlier, news. Now there's going to be a press conference where he, he will actually deliver the news. He was asked at the NCA attorney, you know, uh, straight up, you know, you think about it. And he's like, yeah. He's like, of course I think about it. I yeah. mean, that's you know, uh, it's at some point you got to hang it up. John know? Clark was talking to him about uh, Tom Brady, and uh, so Tom Brady had just announced his unretirement. <laughs> <laughs> and, and John Clark from NBC10 was was chatting with uh, Coach Wright about it, and and Coach Wright says, yeah, the winning is addicting. Like you get used to winning and being on a good team and and so uh but he also understands why people need to hang it up well i'll tell you what the last interview we did with him um uh i was talking to some people afterwards and i i don't know what it was but during that interview i just thought oh god he sounds like tired or or Mm. you know and and listen it i'm sure it was a tiring (laughs) period right but he um, had to do so much in a covid bubble as we were talking over the, the past couple of months. So, yeah, yeah right? But, but I just, I there was something when in talking to him, I was like, ah, he just doesn't, he sounds a little off, a little bit different. And, you know, who knows? Maybe I'm just looking into it, but I wonder if, you know, maybe this was weighing on him or this was the decision he had made or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he's just, uh, you're around the guy and, and he makes you feel good. Yeah, uh, we, we can't say enough about what a, what a great person he is. There's a difference and, and when we, came here to to MMR and we saw Pierre Robert give the example. You know, we like to follow the lead of people like Jay Wright and, and Pierre. When you encounter other people or people who are fans of what you do or support what you do, you don't just say, eh, 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 move along. You know, have a conversation. Talk, you know, f- spend quality time with people. That's what Jay Wright always does. Is what Pierre does. Is what we endeavor to do. And, and he's become such a father figure to so many players over the years, too, because he recruits kids that are going to, in all likelihood, go to a school for four years. Yeah. These aren't one-and-done kids. They're going to come in and help the program. And there are other colleges in this country that if you want to do that as a college player, you can go. But most students who attend... Uh, Villanova and play basketball, stay there for all four years and then graduate and become terrific people after they finish their college career. And most of them aren't going to end up in the NBA. And and, right. and Jay teaches them, you got to have something beyond basketball in yeah. your life. Yeah. And even though the announcement was um, shocking, it's, it is very, like, organized. The fact that they have, you know, the person that's going to take over in place already announced, right. you know, yeah. within that announcement, like, it's all ready to go. Yep. Apparently, this new guy has three testicles. Oh, well, really? Saying. That's, that's the guy that they went with. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I wonder what he'll do. Maybe I know some uh, uh, male modeling or something like that. <laughs> yes, uh, suit model. Suit model. I have three testicles. 
cool. <laughs> no. no, but what about t- um, TV? He might, you know, maybe he'll he do some, some if, sort of broadcasting. If he, if he wanted to, he'd be great at it. Yeah. Stay stay connected to, to Villanova in, in, in whatever capacity they'll give him. And it, it can simply be, you know, an, an basically the equivalent of an ambassadorship. Where he is, you know, the the face of the of the the college in uh, in, in multiple capacities. But yeah, as you said, Nick, he, he can write his own ticket. Exactly, yeah. he can do re- really whatever he wants. I, I'm I'm curious though as to like how he feels a year from now or two years from now when he's watching March Madness and he's yeah, right. you know, and he's like. Once, because you're so good and you reach such an elite level, when you walk away from it, uh, how hard is that once you've gotten away from it for a bit? When you're 62 and you're sitting at home and you're bored because he's 60 now, yeah, right? right? Like, I, I wonder if it's going to – if he'll ever change his mind. I've seen – listen, I, I, we love what we do. And, and the, you know, the notion is just keep going until they they, they pry the microphone from my cold hands. Yeah. But uh, I've seen it actually kill people who retire from something they love – and um, not have anything else. My, uh, you know, it, within my own family, I saw somebody. It happened to somebody, and it was so sad. Mm. How old was uh, Coach Cheney when he hung it up? Because he stuck around for a long he time. Did. That's a good question. And then, uh, you know, because you can, if, you, if you're great, you can just keep going and going. Yes. Back. But I, I, as I said earlier this morning, I'm happy for him. If, yeah. if this is what he wants, if he is, uh, if if he is just, yeah. uh, if he has done an, an inventory of his life and gone, okay, this has been a pretty amazing life. It's time to relax. A New chapter now, and maybe not. And then you got to think about your own health too, man. You can work yourself to death. You yeah. can you can you can quit and and lose your motivation for living, like you were saying, Steve. But you can also beat yourself to death by Absol- working too hard, run yourself down. But yeah. it's, it's funny we have in the same sport, you know, with zoom off. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Again, uh, again, somebody at the height of their capability. Yeah. Okay, I'm t- I'm taking a break now. Bill Clement's another example. Yes. I mean, Bill, Bill kept uh, could have kept going. He had some contract issues with with NBC Sports and with uh, with the Flyers, but like he decided, you know what? I want to spend time with my wife, and I want to live my life, and and, and my neighbor's she- wife. <laughs> well, Bill is a hockey player, and uh, hockey yes. players are uh, they covet my neighbor's <laughs> wife. Yeah. But he wanted to live his life uh, post retirement, you know, post career. I mean, and so like, good for for Bill for no one when to walk away. Well, we've reached out to uh, Coach Wright. He's obviously very very busy, and he's probably going to take a little bit. Uh, there, there's going to be a statement, I think, tomorrow. tomorrow he's he's, he's going to yeah. have a press conference, so yeah. he'll release that, and then hopefully after that, we'll have a chance to. Uh, maybe sit down and talk with him and, and see what his plans are. So yeah. that'll be cool. Um, but since we're talking about a very local story, uh, I thought it might be appropriate to walk the streets of Philly. Oh, my God. And head out on the city beat and the, give you some other stories from my city area. beat brought to you by the man with the pet egg feet. <laughs> I've not used my pet egg in a long time. I, I just always assume you're using the to. pet egg. As I, a foot model, I, I assume. I really should. Yeah. It, it's it's a pretty ingenious device. It's a it. cheese grater for your foot. <laughs> basically what it is. I saw one out there on the shelf in uh, CBS just mm. recently, and I said, that's Preston's All right, device. Uh, I got this story. Field reporter Kathy Romano uh, <laughs> found this one for me. Big Bird, Cookie Monster, and Elmo have greeted drivers coming to or passing by Middletown on Interstate 295 since 1993. Uh, and, of course, they see a giant water tower with those uh, characters on it. Yep. And now they will be bidding them a farewell oh, because it's going away. I know. I This is weird. I was kind of sad. To, yeah. I mean, that is like as much of a landmark as the actual amusement park is. Yes. And you know what else it is? It's a marker for the kids yep. that you're oh, taking yeah. there when they see it. It's like, we are here, man. Absolutely. You know, so the tower sits near Sesame Place. 
Uh, it's been there for decades. It's been a big advertisement along the highway and assigned uh, to motorists and their kids that they're close to the Oxford Valley Road Amusement Park. So exciting. The Bucks County Water Tower and Sewer Authority approved bidding out the demolition of the Oxford Valley Water Tank, also known as the Sesame Tank, earlier so, this month. Ah, uh, so they're completely destroying it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it has is 145 feet tall. It hasn't been used in five years. Oh. oh. <laughs> so it's just been sitting there as essentially an advertisement. Uh, so the tank, which held 2 million gallons of water, has been out of service for five years. When it was decommissioned, a water model assessment was conducted and determined that it was no longer needed because the demand is handled by the two tanks on Route 1 near Neshaminy High School. Yeah, Peter which, North is on one of those. <laughs> those are at, actually at a higher elevation, and that way you get greater water pressure okay. output from the system. Some people don't realize that. The reason we have water towers is to give us water pressure, pressure. because it, it, it works by gravity. And, yeah. the, and the higher you have the water, the more pressure you're going to get coming into your house. Oh. Yeah, so that's how the whole oh. thing works. You didn't know that? Oh. Yeah. It's not by pumps or anything like that. It's just simply by water, by gravity and how high the water is. So uh, Sesame Place uh, was responsible for the upkeep of the plastic wrap around that tower. Uh, the BCWSA uh, asked Sesame Place if they wanted to acquire the water tower. They should. But they declined. They should have, I should say. Uh, Sesame Place communications manager Megan Passero said on Wednesday, while we support the decision by Bucks County Water and Sewer Authority to remove the tower, we at Sesame Place, along with our fans, will be sad to see it go. Uh, the tower tank may no longer be used for water, but it is a local landmark. Uh, so people, you know, use that. Do you think a, people will go chain themselves to the tower, <laughs> tower press to stop them from destroying it? Maybe. We should, Kathy, you should do that. I do, right? I should do that. No, Kathy but Romano. I'll tell you what. Um, yes, it was a landmark for people to, you know, kids to know that they were close. But for me, it was if we went um, somewhere, we went on a trip and we came home, like that meant we were home. We, yeah. we were, yeah. you know, only 10 minutes until we were home. Our, our long trip was finally over. So yep. it's like, you know. Yes. <laughs> it means something. Yeah. So Sesame Place opened in the summer of 1980, but it wasn't until 1993, uh, that somebody had the idea to uh, use the water tower as an advertisement. Uh, the characters were painted on it, and then in 2002, they, it was it was wrapped in vinyl, uh, which is what they can do now. You know, like a, a, yes. a billboard. Uh, they uh, basically so, give it a hot Carl. Uh, they, no. uh, more than 700 sheets of individually marked vinyl uh, made the whole uh, characters appear. Um, more like they do on television, you know, they, it's brighter. They use that process, a similar process, or instead of painting cars now, they'll... Oh, they'll yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, If a demolition bid is approved, they will be leaving their place on the tower tank, uh, but will still be alive and well at the Sesame Place theme park. So, you know, the, the park's not going away. They're going to put up a tower that says Boner on the side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> boner forever. Boner forever. That <laughs> Or forever boner. Wasn't that the other side? Yeah. 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 All right. So, anyhow, that's sad. Oh, it yeah. is sad. I, I know. I was like, well, why am I sad that a water tower is being I didn't even grow up seeing that, and I'm <laughs> sad about it. Yeah. I have yeah. not been years and years and years ago very quickly to Sesame Place. And uh, is it is it... Have you been recently? Uh, you know what? Jace is a little bit, you know, right. too old now. Like, um, we have gone. We took my cousin uh, maybe like a year ago or two years ago something. They have two rollercoasters. If roller- an older, bold man by himself wandered no, around. No, I don't think that would be okay. okay. They have two roller coasters there now. And one of yeah. them is, I mean, listen, it's not like going to Hershey or, you know, yeah. giant coasters. But, like, there are some kids that are, you know, scared to go on the one. Like, it's, you know, it goes at yeah. a decent right. pace. What do you think the max age for a Sesame Place is, Catholic? Six or seven? Yeah. Sixty-two. Even 60, like, can- if you're an old uh, guy. 
guy that's bald and works at a radio station, for example. <laughs> well, like Jace is 10. He has passed, you know, most of Sesame, but the water rides are still fun for him in those roller coasters. Okay. You know, so like if we go, we take younger kids with us or we go with friends, whatever it is, um, he'll, he can still have a good time there. But, you know, the whole like characters and all that is, yep. is done. You might want to take a loan out on your mortgage when you go. But other <laughs> yes. than that. Right. Seriously. It's, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's, listen, any anytime you go to the theme park and you're taking, you know, three or four kids or uh, it's, 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 I was, it's, it's astonishing what, what these parks charge, right. Preston. I was uh, hanging out with some friends in, in California last week who took their, they went on vacation and took their kids to Universal yeah. and to Disneyland for the week. And I was asking them how much fun they had. And they said, well, the kids had a great time. <laughs> and it's, you do. You have a great time at those places, but you it's not cheap. So Sesame is one of those places, and it forever has been, and I'm assuming it still is, is that if you are going to go there more yeah. than once, buy the season pass. Right. Yeah. It for real. Ju- it, it, yep. will, it pays for it. It pays for it. Yep. The second time you walk through the doors there. Agreed. Agreed. 100%. I'm a big fan of the season pass. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 You're not that privileged. I refuse to tickle you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but Steve, I wanted to comment I'm on you. Just gotta go. <laughs> you said about the the wrap and the people that yeah. wrap their cars. So um, I have a friend who uh, wraps his car, and that so like each um, I, like once a year he replaces the wrap, so it looks like he has a different car. It, does it look good? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Listen, it's it's a they have a, some money, and it's an extravagant oh, right. car and okay, an extravagant okay. wrap. Oh, rich. But, okay, I was yeah. gonna ask how much it costs. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, but it's like every every time you see the car, you're like, oh, did you get? Oh no, it's just yeah, a new, yeah, wrap. new car, yeah, yeah. new wrap. All right, um, there's some other stories out to the city. Um, this is fun, and uh, the roller skating rink that debuted last year at Dilworth Park in Center City is coming back yeah. again. Did uh, any of you skate the park? I, you know what? I didn't. A friend of mine went. She asked me to go. We couldn't go that day, but she said it was cool. I need to do it. I'm a great yeah. roller skater. Yeah. I, I love it. It's one of my favorite activities. All right. Uh, I had this idea that would be a good fundraiser for schools, and that, but I don't know if you can just rent roller skates. Uh, like my school, for instance, uh, my or my kids' school. <laughs> I graduated from uh, grade school. Uh, the th- there's a we have this uh, parish hall mm-hmm. that I feel like would be perfect for like roller skating. But you know, <clears throat> so you just need the skates. Yeah, I bet you could call a a, a ring. Wait, there has to ro- roller skating rinks, don't they? Don't they rent skates? Oh well, sure. And yeah. then here's the so thing: it's, you, it's it would have to be in a, in a time when they're not open for yeah. operation, and maybe you can. Pay a certain amount of money for a certain amount of skates, and and I bet yeah, you could find a, a rink that would do that. Three a.m. Tuesday morning. But my my thought was when I had this idea, a place like this, uh, Dilworth or um, the the River Rink, because the River right. Rink in the summer becomes a roller skating rink, yep. does it not? So they have like, so in the winter when they're not using their roller skates, they mm-hmm. could then you know rent them out, you know, for yeah. schools or or whatever to have some sort of a fundraising. Uh-huh. Yeah, Casey, I think you're on to something because uh, during COVID, when it was like hard lockdown, um, the Fillmore did that. They threw a roller skating party and they brought skates in to rent. So somebody out there has to have skate rental. Yeah, you could get a hold of the Palace or Inline 309 or there's a bunch of rinks. And I'm sure that they they might at least point you in the right direction. There was a stretch last year. I think think it was last year, but uh, the Wells Fargo Center did it as well. After the flyer season and sixer season was over, uh, they, they stripped it all down. And like when they removed the ice, it's just cement underneath there. Am I remembering that correctly? Hold on a second. Oh, sorry. My sorry. Yeah, a lot of venues like that. We're trying to figure out other ways right. to, to raise money. Okay. Huh. Uh, the Rothman Orthopedics Roller Rink is opening Friday, April 22nd, 11.30 a.m. Remain available to skaters of all ages through July 17th. And the rink will feature a checkerboard floor 
and an overhead art installation of multicolored beach balls designed by Philly's Lucky Dog Studio. A local skate troupe called Great on Skates are going to perform great. <laughs> uh, for the opening and the first public session that will begin at 12.15 later that day from 6 to 8 p.m. I love uh, The those. group will lead informal dance lessons and activities and a DJ will play classic songs. Those people like that <clears throat> that do like performances on oh, skates, great. Uh, they're so cool. Yeah. Uh, so uh, is there a charge to get in? Do you have to book a time? Yeah, so uh, there's, there's different sessions. Right. And uh, different prices depending on age and, and stuff like that. And you gotcha. can <clears throat> rent skates, bring your own skates, do that whole thing. Uh, so the venue is hosting matinee skates on Mondays and Tuesdays from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m., uh, during which guests of all ages will receive a $5 discount. The afternoon program will begin on April 25th and run through July 12th. Uh, there's a full schedule of events that you can check on them. And everyone gets a free visit to Trinity, right? After the <laughs> yeah. rehab. Yeah. Like, seriously. <laughs> Wait, the only reason I uh, want to go roller skating is because there was this uh, this company that uh, posted roller skates that they're selling. It's called Very Jane. You have to see these skates. I just want to buy a pair so oh, I can wow. go roller skating. They're yeah. like old school. Yeah, uh, mirror colored. Oh, roller yes. Skates. Yeah, yeah. Like that. yeah. Well, that's awesome. Aren't they cool? Uh, speaking of interesting paint jobs, have you guys seen on the right-hand side of Presidential when you're heading downhill from here Yes, uh, I just mentioned it yesterday. Oh, oh, did you? Okay. In the, not on air. <laughs> right. I mentioned it to, to Kathy in the parking lot. Yes, I'm trying to figure out what the hell that is. Any idea? There What's is a huge on? multicolor. I'm trying. I can't even ascertain Nick what the design is. I thought maybe is it was it some a kind course? of Well, I thought maybe it was like a skate design or something like that. It's a so when you head south from here, Preston on on Presidential, it's on the right hand side. There's that luxury apartment complex. Uh, when the you go Corinthian, around the, I think yeah, it is Corinthian. When you go around the curve, mm-hmm. the parking lot above that, they are painting it in these really bright, extravagant wow. colors. And there's like some sort of pattern going on, and it looks kind of like what this skate rink looks like downtown. Yeah. But I have no idea what's going on there. <laughs> do, you, can we, do you think we could see it from here? No. 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 But the Why second you, you get, there? second you're going to the, um, down the hill, you see it. It's yeah. it's it's like bright colors. Do you see Huge. it better coming from here or yes. on your way here? Uh, heading downhill from here. So yeah, okay. I don't know if you actually, Casey, if you're coming here, if you you're heading uphill, I don't think you can see it. Okay, because right. I've uh, driven past there twice in the past like week. It's yeah. gigantic. Yeah. I'll have to take that trip down yeah, that yeah. way and, and uh, take a look at it. No, I've not seen that yet. All right, so uh, Skating ro- uh, Rink opens this week, by the way. All right, so we're going to venture out to the Poconos, Poconos. Uh, for a moment. Um, this is kind of wild. Jimmy Buffett is bringing his tropical mindset to northeast Pennsylvania with a new year-round family-friendly family, family resort in the Poconos. Oh, okay. What? I can't stand these things. The There's Jimmy so, Buffett resorts? I mean, listen, put them in the tropics somewhere, that's fine. There's one at Lake of the Ozarks. They advertise them all the time on, on Jeopardy. Wheel, no, Wheel of Fortune. A Wheel of Fortune. Uh, right? They have There's Buffett a, Week. And oh then they God. gave away Jimmy Buffett. Have you ever seen that, Preston? No. Jimmy oh Buffett Houses. So it's a Jimmy what? Buffett complex, right, yes, Nick? It's insane. So there's, there is an entire development of Jimmy Buffett-inspired housing, and they'll give away the houses, and there's, it's, I mean, it's too much. I used I to love It's a $1.3 billion project. It's yeah. probably going to be beautiful. I'm I w- sure. I would go there. I just, like, the, the, the thing about Buffett is, like, he's just become this weird billionaire, eccentric <laughs> guy, and, it, like, everything is sellable. He's like Gene Simmons- but somehow with less hey, class. Hey, hey. <laughs> I do it to preserve the chicks. But I was a huge Buffett fan. I, I, like, I went to a lot of shows. They were enjoyable. It's a really great time. 
But this, like, this uh, empire that he's created, which, by the way, is enormously successful. So I don't oh, yeah. begrudge no. him for his success. God bless. But yeah. a lot of it, listen, I have, I would, he, probably papers cross his desk and he goes, thumbs up or thumbs down. He's not, <laughs> yeah. sure. he's not involved. You know, they came to him and said, we have a, 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 poke, a poke nose Pick possibility. Yeah, sure, why not? So, so is where this, is it? Hmm. I was just taking a sip because you guys are having a nice conversation <laughs> over there. Yeah. Uh, it is. It just says in the um, in the Pocono Mountains. I, I don't know uh-huh. uh, exactly where it's. Okay, the hotel will pay tribute to the original Pocono Manor okay. that was built on the same oh. site by Quakers in 1902. Yeah, that was right. my yeah. What what area? Well, uh, not too far from Jack Frost. Um, okay. And it's been it's been run down. Like there's been been nothing there for uh, several years. It's been a lover boy resort. <laughs> that used to be. I mean, listen, the Poconos it's at least open on the weekends. <laughs> at least for this area was a uh, for a while there was a honeymoon destination. I believe yes. my parents went there for their honeymoon. Really? So yeah. So did New Yorkers. Uh, yeah. A yeah. lot of Philadelphians did. Kathy, it's right next to um, Kalahari. Uh, Where people go to make whoopee. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk like Bill Weston Day, in case you didn't know. Margaritaville Hotels and Resorts uh, announced on Monday that construction on the Margaritaville Resort Village Pocono Mountains is slated to begin next year. The venue will be the company's first resort village and is expected to be completed by mid-2024. It'll offer customers four different options to choose from. A Margaritaville Margaritaville Hotel, Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, Tiny home bungalows and a winter experience. No cheeseburger in paradise. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a restaurant called that. Probably a uh, the hotel will pay tribute to the original Pocono Manor, like I said. Um, and it welcome will, to Pocono Manor. It will offer visitors a number of restaurants, swimming pools, activities, wilderness gardens, and live entertainment. A land shark bar and grill will be adjacent to the hotel. This We're happy the- to see you, your loud shirt, and receding hairline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. Um, <laughs> Nick, you are right. It is right next to Kalahari, yeah. and that's going to make Kalahari even more crowded than it is. Uh, and it'll, I guess it's a, it'll be some competition for them. Do you know what, though? Stop and think about it. Look at all the jobs that are going to be... Sure. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And, and honestly, like for anything, we talk about Sesame, or if you know people who love that... Like the the Disney sure. um, uh, development, you don't have to think yeah. about anything. Oh my God, everything's taken it's, care of. It for is. You. It's yeah. heaven for these for people I, who are tied into it. Buffett yeah. is just a fascinating individual. It's I'm a like, whole sub. Well, is it even a subculture? It's a culture. No, yeah, it's mainstream. Yeah. All right, uh, and then I've got one more city beat story, and I, I thought this was kind of fun. I got this story from the Philly Voice. Uh, Noah Zucker is the columnist who wrote about a band called Carly Cosgrove, and. Uh, the reason I, I thought this was interesting and worth bringing up is uh, the group describes itself as a Philly nostalgia core, and it's named after actress Miranda Cosgrove and her character that she played on the show iCarly, okay. and every single song is written about... It's either a reference to Cosgrove's show or Drake and Josh. Wow. So all of their material has to do with either iCarly or Drake and Josh. I thought it was a pretty interesting concept. So she's on uh, like a uh, a meme high because of the a little exchange she had with Whitney Cummings, uh, Amanda Cosgrove. Okay, uh, and it's the thing. Do you, you know? Do you use, do you curse? And she, you know, she says I sometimes say the f word, and she says it out. Uh, but or the show apparently uh, the reboot is doing really well. Uh, so apparently, the, so both of those shows, Drake and Josh and uh, iCarly, were created by Dan Schneider. Yeah. But the band does not approve of the producer who has been accused of having angry outbursts on the set and yeah. mistreating some of the younger stars he cast. 
and on on the groups they have a they have a profile on uh uh on the band that says F Dan Schneider. Did he play Ricky? Yeah. Oh, okay. I he was also in head of the class, was he not? Yep. Yeah. Uh so the news release is not short on Schneider references. Uh Really Big Shrimp is the lead single. It's a reference to a Drake and Josh television movie that first aired in 2007. Mm. Uh, there's also a song called Rue the Day, which is named for what happens, what, what is a perhaps the most iconic line uttered by our Carly side character, uh, Navelle Pepperman. Um, and also there is another title. Hang on a second here. Um, that is called See You in Chemistry, and the title is reference to what Josh awkwardly tells his on-and-off romantic interest, Mindy, when she confesses his love to him. Were your kids into any of this stuff? Oh, God, yes. Yeah. By Carly? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Drake and Josh, uh, at the time, that was, it was Nickelodeon, man. Right, we, right. We, we were in Nick House, for sure. Sure. Uh, and then eventually made it over to Cartoon Network, but we watched all those shows. That's cool. So, uh, kids in their 20s, early 20s right now are probably going to get a kick out of yeah. that. So I thought that was kind of interesting. All right, that's it. City Beat, closing up shop. We have got to break because we want to stay on time. Your opportunity to win some cash and tickets coming up. 500 bucks. It's MMR's Concert Cash by AAA Distributor. And uh, we'll do that. We'll come back in a moment get to the Bizarre File as well. So make sure you stay with us. We'll be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, here's your concert cash keyword. The word is tip. As in just the, all right, tip, <laughs> T-I-P, and you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways for you to do that. You can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911, or if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com, and one random entry wins 500 bucks in this company-wide contest, and all MMR winners receive two free tickets to the MMRBQ. Winners get a call from Beasley, so make sure you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com. And it is sponsored by AAA Distributor. So let me give you that again. The word is TIP. T-I-P. Come and get it. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by Pella. Your journey to upgrade to Pella windows and doors is easy. And for a limited time, you get 50% off installation. Call 877-98-PELLA or visit Pella Philly. Dot com. Well, the man in Long Beach, California, sat in a chair in front of a hair salon during business hours and spanked it as he looked through the window. Oh, I mean, the guy set up a chair, whipped it out, and just started pleasuring himself. That's beautiful. While looking through the window. And it took police 40 minutes to arrive. 
by which time the man had vacated the premises. He got... He already, well, finished. Hey, finished. He yeah. got done. I'm done. When the hair, it easy. hair salon owner posted the video to social media, a nail salon responded and said... Hey, that hey, the, hey, 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 what is going <laughs> on here? A nail salon responded and said the same man was spotted and looking through the nail salon window, too. So he brings a chair. Yeah. Little sandwich, maybe? Maybe. Yeah. He's uh, got one hand free. Long Beach police said that they would have more information soon. As of now, they are still looking for this guy. <laughs> An Indiana sheriff's deputy received a one-of-kind honor after surviving a close encounter with a squirrel, the entirety of which was caught on camera. Video posted to Harrison County Sheriff Nick Smith's Facebook page shows the squirrel suddenly attacking the deputy. Uh, the squirrel attack happened at a trailer park, uh, and it caught... Uh, <laughs> Deputy David Wheatley clearly off guard. The video shows Wheatley flailing around trying to get the animal away. Uh, the sheriff Nick Smith said his deputy his deputies initially responded to a call for an older woman who opened the door of her trailer home to let her cat in. And when the squirrel came in the house, the squirrel ran up the woman's leg, across her leg, and then up to her head, scratching her. After a brief pursuit. The deputies were able to catch the squirrel, which then attacked the officer once it was removed from the home. Jesus, the Sheriff, going at him. Sheriff Smith said that the squirrel remains on the run and is wanted on charges of residential burglary and battery. I want to turn myself in. And for his bravery, Deputy Wheatley was given a bronzed squirrel and a martial arts award as well. <laughs> I'm a little crazy. I don't know what to, I was doing meth. That's my only excuse. A 29-year-old man is charged with assault, accused of pointing a wizard wand at a hotel employee while using racist slurs. If you're going to use a point or wand at someone, you've got to use it. Uh, Skylar Eros Dupree Thomas is charged with fifth-degree assault and trespassing in connection to the incident at the Hyatt Place Hotel. Thomas, who had previously been trespassed from the hotel in 2000, uh, November 2021, used a 16-inch wand that he'd made out of a stick during the incident. No, no. Which prompted the hotel employee to pull out a gun in an effort to defend himself. Gun beats wand. No injuries were reported. Especially homemade wand. Thomas admitted <laughs> to having a wand on him. Police knew from previous calls. Uh, well, Thomas, does he have to go to the store and get it in the official ceremony, Preston? Thomas, well, yeah, you have to go to Olivander's, yeah, I believe, is. is where you get it. And the wand chooses you. Right. Uh, uh, Thomas was referencing a stick that he had fashioned to look like a wizard's wand. The wand is about 16 inches long and has a hard-pointed metal part at the end and has a knife-like appearance. Drink him too much him. The hotel employee <laughs> who had called police said Thomas walked into the hotel and extended his hand into a bowl of room keys. The employee recognized Thomas because he had been issued a trespass notice. The worker asked Thomas to leave, but Thomas argued You can't with him. see me. I'm wearing an invisibility cloak. <laughs> and he called him racial slurs. And then the worker walked about six feet behind Thomas as Thomas exited the hotel. But that's when Thomas pulled out the wand, which the hotel employee thought was a 12-inch knife, and stepped toward the worker. The worker said Thomas came within approximately three to four feet of him. So the worker said he pulled out a handgun and pointed it at Thomas. Bullet, shoot him. Uh, Thomas then turned around, kicked over a garbage can, and started walking away. Hmm. Uh, the worker called 911 and followed Thomas, who turned around and pointed the wand at the victim again. And the complaint said uh, the worker then kicked the defendant a couple of times, and Thomas ended up fleeing. I am taking my homemade wand. <laughs> yes. And leaving your establishment. Severs has really gone downhill, man. <laughs> Badgering people at a hotel. Come on. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, Austrian artist Hermann Nitsch. Uh, famous for his paintings and performances using human blood and animal carcasses, has died at the age of 83, as Big loss. Uh, Nitsch died at a hospital in Austria. Uh, he was part of the Actionists, a radical 1960s avant-garde movement known for skinning animal carcasses, tying up human bodies, and using blood, mud, and urine in their works. Did he ever once pick up a paintbrush? He was best known for his long-running Orgies Mysteries Theater, a performance-based show uh, represent, uh, yeah, representing slaughters and religious sacrifices. And this is my great wall of buttholes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the doorbell to his yes. house when you when you coming. God, is he in right there? Uh, Nietzsche's more recent shows included an exhibition in Sicily in 2015, which featured dead animals on crucifixes and led to animal rights groups to accuse him of blasphemy and inciting violence. His wife, his wife Rita. Uh, said at the time that this kind of small ruckus is always part of his work, but quality has triumphed over the polemic. And yet, this is the same guy who wrote the Ziggy comics. Uh, Nietzsche has two museums devoted to his work in Austria and one in Italy as well. So, you have to check those out. Yeah, right. All right. Yeah, just be sure to ring the doorbell when you know. <laughs> All right, and that is what we have in the bizarre file for you this morning. Actor uh, Kihi Kwan is going to be joining us in a little while. If you don't know the name, I'm sure you know the character. He played Data in The Goonies. Yeah. He played Short Round in uh, Temple of Doom. And he is in a new film called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. We're going to talk to him a little after 9 o'clock or so. Uh, Keep in mind, you have about seven minutes or so left to get in your concert cash keyword, which is TIP. All right, T-I-P. And we have a chance to win $500 and uh, some concert tickets to the MMRBQ, so don't miss out on that. Today is International Talk Like Bill Weston Day, by the way. Yes. Uh, that is every April 21st from here on out. <laughs> and to celebrate that, we have a contest coming up. And uh, I need to figure out how we're going to get these lines. Did we figure out that yet, Marissa, how we're going to do it? No, we have not figured that out yet? Uh, what I'd okay. say is uh, if you want to just post them on um, social media. Okay. Whatever you want to do, Marissa. But it's just people, listen, the lines aren't that complex, but it might help if they had them right in front of them. We're going to have a uh, contest in a few. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. WMMR proudly presents the return of Kathy's Cuts, benefiting wigs for kids, Monday, May 2nd. Hey, everyone, we're back, so get your ponytails ready for the chopping block. It's for a great cause, Wigs for Kids. Their mission, helping children look themselves and live their lives. Two locations this year, Gravity Hair Salon in Plymouth Meeting and David Arnold Hair Salon in Jenkintown. Make sure you have at least 12 inches, preferably 14 inches of hair to donate. And with what's left, the amazing stylist from Gravity and David Arnold Hair Salons will craft you a great new do. All donors get a gift bag of products from True Beauty Concepts. So go to PrestonandSteve.com for ponytail guidelines to ensure you have a minimum of 12 inches, but preferably 14 inches of hair to donate. Then make your appointment to join us May 2nd. Kathy's Cuts, benefiting wigs for kids. From 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Ladies and gentlemen, today we honor a man who has a very <laughs> special way of speaking, of announcing his presence, mm-hmm. and that is our boss, Bill Weston. Yeah. Today is Talk Like Bill Weston Day, and in honor of Talk Like Bill Weston, it's it's like Talk Like pi- like a Pirate Day. At some yeah. point, you might I think go, it's better. Arr. You don't have to talk about it all day yeah. long, but if you do throw a little homage to Bill Weston, it's great. And in right. as much, we are going to do a contest called Who Said It Bestin'. 
Talk like Bill Weston. If you are interested in winning some great prizes and you think you do a pretty good Bill Weston impression, text Bill to 39333. Right now, we are going to randomly select people to play, and we are going to text you a line that you will have to read in conjunction with someone else. So we're going to have two people reading the same Bill Weston line in their best Bill Weston impression. We will vote amongst us here. We will pick a winner. And then we have prizes like Dave Chappelle tickets. Which is amazing. Casey, what all do we have to give away? By the way, don't call. Right, right. Text Bill to 39333. We are going to text. We're, we're going to randomly choose people through the text. And we are going to send you the line. And we are going to call you and get you on the air with us. So you don't have to dial us at all. Just text the word Bill to 39333. What all do we have to give away, Case? Yeah, so in addition to the Chappelle tickets, which go on sale tomorrow, we also have uh, tickets to go see uh, Fantastic Beasts. As well, um, with that, uh, the Philly Orchestra is performing Harry Potter uh, at the Man wow. in July. So we have, uh, you know, basically two pairs of you know tickets and, there. And by the way, the Chappelle show is going to be Saturday, May twenty eighth at uh, the Hard Rock in Atlantic City. Uh, right. We have cases of Lover Boy, which is yeah. a uh, that is a sparkling hard tea, and we also have uh, the Batman. We got the Batman on digital. Awesome. The Batman. Yeah. He's like a bat. All right, so text word Bill to 39333, and uh, we will see if you've got what it takes to talk like the best in Bill Weston. <laughs> Would you explain the origin again? Because it was yeah. simply by happenstance. Yeah, we were we, we were talking to actor Ed Begley Jr., who you know from you know Christopher Guest movies right. and all kinds of stuff, and uh, he had used the phrase... Low-hanging fruit. <laughs> That's one of Bill's favorite refrains. Yes. And so afterwards, Nick had said, I didn't know today was talk like Bill Weston Day. And then immediately we said, well, we have to create that now. And so therefore we have done it. So April 21st is talk like Bill Weston Day. There are countless arbitrary national yes. this and that days. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's no reason this should not be a national day. The funny thing is, is it takes place... On Dr. Mike's birthday, where we could clearly do a talk like Dr. Mike day, too. Because all you have to do is talk like that. Well, in a weird twist, the reason why we started saying privileged was because of our association with Dr. Mike. That's true. That's weird. You know, let's... Yeah, let's share the origin of that for a moment. Because we all have... Dr. Mike is our doctor in medicine. And we were were talking about, I don't know, just seeing Dr. Mike or whatever... (laughs) And Bill told us that we should not talk about that that often because it makes us seem um, privileged. And Because we, we go to the doctor. Because we go to the doctor. And so we thought that was hilarious. And so therefore, privilege <laughs> right. became part of the vernacular. And because, generated a very successful line of T-shirts. Yes, it did. Yeah. I think because we were saying pen medicine and it wasn't like, oh, we went to the doctor like it, because it was this big, I yeah, don't know, I don't conglomerate. Know. We sounded like we were privileged because we went to pen medicine. Right. It was just one of those little bill concerns. <laughs> it's okay. And so, Many of those are represented in these billicisms. Yep, yep. <laughs> so uh, that was born. And then, you know, obviously low-hanging fruit, third leg of the stool, and the barn door and, and all these Hommy little uncle. things. Hommy uncle. Hommy the uncle. best part is, is that Bill now gets it. He'll come in and go, I actually do talk like that. Right. Well, <laughs> it's funny. He doesn't speak like that all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. But it's greeting people. Bill, Bill is it doesn't have the ability. You know how uh, if I see you, case, yo, dude, what's going on? You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. that's my delivery. Hey, man, yeah. how are you? Yeah. Or good morning or whatever it may be. Bill totally. makes an entrance. He yeah. opens the door, and yeah. he usually does it like he almost kicks it open. Yeah. Like, he'll open it very big. Yeah. Uh. Morning, morning show, people! Uh-huh. <laughs> and he and he does it that way. And then he settles into more yeah. normal yeah. Casual. conversation. 
And it's it's great. It's yeah. hilarious. And sometimes and even he chuckles. Sometimes it starts with in our meeting. It starts with this. Okay, and I have oh, to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes in with his book with his uh, his yeah. notebook, and he'll go like this. Yeah. Oh, oh totally. Are we ready for the meeting? Mm. Like he'll slam stuff down <laughs> on the desk. There's just something about, and it's great. Yeah. And it's it's not mean spirit. Not at all. It's just his. He's his. And now you know. Time to get to work, people. <laughs> it's it's like his yeah. indicator that we are we're starting, we're beginning, or or a slap like that. Yeah, you know he'll he'll do some <laughs> how kind can of he slap. How can he slap? But anyhow, it's uh it's the it's an endearing quality that Bill has. It's it's very funny, and we yeah. have fun with it. The thing is, it's so similar to Ted Knight uh, and his delivery. Yes. It's yes. very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right, so talk like Bill Weston Day. We're getting people on board to play. Who said it best in? And uh, we have sent the lines to you. All, all you have to do is text the word "build" three nine three three three, and we will randomly choose you and send you the lines, and and uh, and you will have to say them against another person. So that's what we're going to do now. I don't know what they're going to say. Steve had written down these lines; they've been sent to him. I don't know which lines are going to be delivered to us, but I'm going to get two callers on the line. Uh, we're going to start with Steve. Hey, Steve. Good morning to you. Hi. Hi. All right, Steve. You're going to be going against Brian. Let me get Brian on board. Brian, are you there? Hello. Hello, Brian. Hello. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Wonderful. All right, so let's get started. First, we're going to have Steve read his line. Then we're going to have Brian read his line in their best Bill Weston. And then we'll take a vote amongst the five of us here in the studio and determine who our winner is. So, Steve, we're going to start with you. Give us your best Bill Weston. Privileged. Not everyone has access to doctors. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> Brian, because it's, it's not. Yes. I'll explain after. Brian, let's hear your delivery, please. Privilege. Not everyone has access to doctors. Okay. You tried a different riff on it. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, Nick, who do you vote for? The first guy. And Kathy. First guy. Steve. Steve. Yep. Steve. Steve. It's you. Yeah. Steve. Sorry, Brian, we gotta let you go. Steve, that was a wonderful Bill Weston, by the way. Thank you. Uh, and therefore, we have this prize for you. Well, Steve, privilege. You just won yourself a pair of tickets to see Dave Chappelle. Oh, not Isn't everyone he... can make it to a Dave Chappelle show. Isn't he in that awfully uh, Billy Bob Thornton movie? <laughs> see, the thing is that you, you come out big with, it, yeah. with that privilege, and then you go. Right. All right, so the Chappelle show that you're going to go see, by the way, is going to be May 28th at the Hard Rock Live Edis Arena. That's in Atlantic City. And tickets for both Chappelle shows, which is May 28th and 29th, are going to go on sale this Friday. That's tomorrow. And all the details are at hardrockhotelatlanticcity.com. This Chappelle show, like... got to go. <laughs> this Chappelle show came, like, out of the blue. I didn't hear any, like, you know, this is very cool. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, we're going to get two more callers on the line in just a second. And we will see what line they're going to deliver to us. So Marissa and uh, Connor are now contacting the people that we have sent the texts to. They'll get them up uh, a couple at a time, and we need to make sure this is coordinated so they have uh, that they're saying the same. Well, lines. during the time, I'd like to give some advice on whittling, Preston. So they, oh, yeah. whittling? <laughs> yeah. The blade goes away from you as you're carving the wood. Mm. All right. Let me get our callers. We have uh, Kenny that is there. Hey, Kenny. Hey, what's going on? How you doing, buddy? Pretty good. How about you? Good. Wonderful. Hang on. We're going to get you up against uh, Brad. Hey, Brad, are you there? Yes. All right, Brad. We're doing our best Bill Weston. It's Talk Like Bill Weston Day. So, Brad, we're going to start with you. Give us your best Bill Weston line. 
All right. Being local is the third leg of the stool. Kenny, let's hear your Bill Weston. For MMR, being local is the third leg of the stool. Hmm. All right. Uh, Casey, who are you going to vote for? Kenny, Brad went first. Brad did go first. I, I, I'm I, going to give the slight edge to Brad there. All right. Steve? I'm going to slight edge to Brad. How about Kathy? Brad. And Nick? Brad. Yeah, same here. Goes Brad. to Brad. What do we have for Brad, please? All right, Brad, you are... I, I'm not going to do the Bill Weston. Uh, you got a case of Loverboy. You might recall Loverboy from Bravo's hit reality series, Summerhouse. Loverboy is a high-quality, low-calorie, zero-sugar, sparkling hard tea. And you can enjoy Loverboy at Kellyanne's Bar and Grill, which is located at 1549 Spray Garden Street in Philly. Some people call her Annabelle. <laughs> The funny thing is, is that Santa impersonation is almost like Bill trying to do an impersonation of himself. Yeah, a little bit, yes. Because he, he starts to talk like this <laughs> with, with a little bit of John Wayne. Yeah, he's doing a wonderful uh, riff on uh, Santa Claus, and it does sound a little John Wayne-esque. Uh, I, I can't believe that Bill doesn't like that, because it, it's so funny. It, the, the comedy is, it, like... I know it makes him cringe a little bit, but it's one of, it, it, for me, that's the shining Bill Weston yeah. moment. Yeah. That call is the best. That he just, listen, he knows, he, he thinks I'm full of crap when I say that, but I think that's a big indicator that you call up your boss and without yes. without even indicating what you wanted, he plays along. That's pretty cool. I thought so, too. You know, on top of a talk like Bill Weston day, a talk like Dr. Mike day, we could even do a talk like Gary Lauer day. If oh, God. <laughs> wow. God. Yeah. Oh, man. If that's even possible. You remember, oh, the Gary Lauer um, prank phone call? No, no. Uh, Did you call him? Yeah. Well, so we said uh, Gary. We, we had him call Gary because Gary was being oh. inappropriate, like at an event. Oh, we had Bill call That's Gary. Right. Yeah. <gasps> do you have that? Um, hang on. I I, I got to find it. But uh, yeah, we and it do. was you, was it not? <laughs> it was me. Yeah, yeah. So again, we had him. It was like a reverse prank phone call because he was the one who made the phone call. <laughs> he called uh, called the studio. Didn't realize he, he might have called the studio line. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. Wait, yeah. I, I don't follow. What happened? All right. So the prank phone call. I so we we had him <laughs> call Gary because we, we had we had Bill call Gary. Yeah. What he thought was Gary. What he thought was Gary. Oh, and it was actually Casey. Gary. So Gary's not actually involved in not this at all. Right, no. Okay. Because you, you answer the phone and you go, Bill Weston! Look at what Bill yeah. Weston's on my phone or yeah. something like yeah, that. This is it right here. Okay. All right. Hang on a second here. Here we go. Hello? 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 I'm looking for Gary Lauer. This is Gary. Gary Lauer, this is Bill Weston at WMMR. Bill Weston! Hey, Bill! Hey, hey! Hey, Nightmare Bill Weston! Hey, settle, settle down. We, we need to settle down. This is kind of a serious call. Oh, Bill Weston! I keep a, you call my phone. Well, I had to I had to chase it down from a couple different people to, to get to talk to you. I it's about um it's about what happened at the Preston and Steve mixer at Parks. Oh, uh, I had such mixer. a great time last night. I forgot my teeth. I didn't have my jam. Yeah. Hey. Well, here, here, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey. Not even a gross impersonation. It's terrible. I love it. Oh, and by the God. way, was he not calling the studio line? I, that's it. That's it. Because we Casey gave him the studio line, and we couldn't believe that Bill didn't Bill, recognize yeah. the studio okay. line. 
Let's we're gonna do a two parter on yeah, the yeah. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna come back. We have a contest to complete. Plus, it'll help kill some time in between our contestants. So, let me get our next callers on the line and talk like Bill Weston Day. Who said it best? And I have Ryan to start with. Hey, Ryan, how you doing, buddy? Thank you. I was waiting for someone to open with something like that. Keith, are you there? I'm here. All right, Keith. We're going to do Talk Like Bill Weston, Who Said It Best, and I will start with Ryan. Ryan, please give us the line that we gave you. Don't compromise show quality just because you can't see the bone door. <laughs> Pretty good. All right. Keith, That's where the barn door comes from. Keith, you got to beat that. Can you give us your line? All right, do not compromise show quality just because you can see the barn door. Mm. Wow, that's pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. All right, let's start with Kathy. Kathy, uh, the first one to go was Ryan, and the second one was Keith. Who's it going to be? Ryan. All right, Ryan. Uh, Steve, who do you think? I, I, they were really good, but I'm going to have to say Ryan just by a little bit. All right, Casey? I agree with both of you guys. Ryan. All right, Ryan. Nick. Yeah, Ryan as well. And Ryan as well. It's a clean yeah. twin. Thank you for your call, Keith. We appreciate it. But Good Ryan job. is our winner. And what do we have for Ryan, Casey? Ryan, you have the Batman on digital. Oh. Uh, the Batman oh, is caught in a, yes, you are privileged, <laughs> yeah. in a deadly game of cat and mouse with the Riddler in this gritty thriller starring Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz. And you can own it on 4K Ultra HD uh, on May 24th or on digital right now. By the way, it's not just a signal. It's a warning. Yes. <laughs> All right, here's a little bit more of uh, Casey pretending to be Gary Lauer when uh, Bill had called him to uh, talk him. I guess he had to chastise him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he, he, he acted up inappropriately a little bit at the, one of the mixers. Here we go. It's about what happened at the Preston and Steve mixer at Parks. Oh, I had such a great time that night. I forgot my teeth. I didn't have my jam. Yeah, hey. Well, here's 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 the problem, Gary. Oh, uh, wait. Is there a problem? Yeah. Oh, I didn't bring my camera. I had a picture taken with Kathy Romano, oh. but I didn't get a camera, and I don't have email. Can Kathy print me out a picture? Because I got a picture with her, and I got a picture with Marissa. I couldn't find Casey anywhere, but I got a picture with them, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have email. <laughs> Gary. I need you to stop talking and listen to me. I want to hear that last part again. Uh, Gary, I need you to stop talking and listen to me. All right, we have to come back for part three. We'll um, we'll continue with the stammering. All right, we'll go to our next two callers. Uh, We are going to have Horace. Hey, Horace, good morning. Good morning. Morning, Horace. All right, hang on. We're going to have you on board with uh, Chris. Chris, good morning, buddy. Good morning. All right. So, whoever said it best in is going to be our winner. Horace, we're going to begin with you. Give us your Bill Weston line, please. This hum yuggle thinks she's some kind of Susie cream cheese. <laughs> <laughs> this hum yuggle thinks he's some kind of Susie cream cheese. Yeah. All right. Uh, Chris, let's hear yours, please. This homie uncle thinks she's some kind of Susie cream cheese. <laughs> All right. We need to vote. Casey? Uh, the first one. Horace. Yeah. All right. Uh, Steve. Though Chris did a fine job. because It's hard to hit that tone. I'm going to have to go with the first one. And Kathy. Horace. Yep. And Horace. Yeah. And Horace on me, too. That's a clean Chris kind of ended with a question yeah. in the voice. Yeah. And therefore, not quite Bill Weston-esque. So, Horace, here's what we have for you, my man. Horace, you have the Batman on digital. The Batman is caught in a deadly game of cat and mouse with the Riddler in this gritty thriller starring Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz. By the way... 
this movie is Steve Morrison approved, right? Oh, absolutely. And you could own it on 4K Ultra HD on May 24th or on digital right now. All right, a little bit more of our... Uh... Uh, Gary yeah. Lauer uh, conversation with Bill Weston. Here we go. And I don't, I don't, I don't have email. Gary, <laughs> I need you to stop talking and listen to me. <laughs> All right? Bill's trying my own. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How you behaved at the mixer is, gonna, is causing problems. It was reported that you were either inebriated, high, or a combination of both. I was so high and so drunk. I had such a good time, man. Awesome. Ready? Here it is. Wait. Is this case? <laughs> You just called the hotline. Uh, I need your consent. Can we play this on the air? Everything except the f***ing asshole part. Yes. I want to hear that pause again because that is priceless. Hang on. Here we go. I was so high and so drunk. I had such a good time, man. Is this case? You just called the hotline. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, I need your consent. Can we play this on the air? <laughs> oh, that is. Oh just, my god! That is wow. absolutely priceless. You know, is so he's good. a good boss. He's a great boss. <laughs> He gave us some of the best audio. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get our next callers on the line. We have uh, Justin, who is there. Hey, Justin, good morning. <laughs> Very well done, Justin. All right, let's go next to Vinny. Vinny, are you there? Oh, my family. Yes. <laughs> my family. All right, we're going to start with Justin. Justin, please give us your best Bill Weston. Despite the inclination, avoid going after low-hanging fruit. All right. <laughs> and let's see how Vinny can deliver that. Vin, go for it. Despite the inclination, avoid going after low-hanging fruit. Mm, okay. Mm. This is close. Uh, I'll vote first. That was that, that was neck and neck. Yeah. But I think Justin gave it just a little bit more. So I'm going to vote for Justin. Casey? Wow. Uh, this is our first uh, dissenting vote uh, right. here. I'm going to go with Vinny on this one. His voice is a little bit deeper, which I, I um, think was a little bit more in line with the Bill Weston impersonation. Steve, what do you think? In the delivery... All right, I'm going to have to give it to delivery because that's what it's about, though though um, Vinny did a, a good job as well. I'm going to give it to Justin. All right, uh, Kath? Justin was the first guy? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like Vinny, could if he gave it a little bit more effort, yeah, he, he could have nailed but it. But I'm going to go with Justin. And Nick? Well, I'm going Vinny. All right, but it's a winner. Three to two, Justin. Yay! Sorry, Vin. Appreciate it. But we are going to set Justin up with a prize. And Casey, what are we giving him? Justin, you have a pair of tickets to see Dave Chappelle Saturday, May 28th at Hard Rock Live Edis Arena in Atlantic City. Now, tickets for the uh, both Chappelle shows, actually, May 28th and 29th, go on sale tomorrow. And all the details can be found at HardRockHotelAtlanticCity.com. You should see the number of texts of people that are just dying of laughter right now. <laughs> and uh, they're, they're loving the audio of Bill. 
Bill and Casey and just <laughs> absolutely eating it up. All right, let's get uh, some more callers on the line. Who said it best? And I've got uh, Chris. Hey, Chris, are you there? Chris, are you there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done. All right, Chris, hang on. We've got. I'm, I'm going to put him on hold because uh, he, you can hear me talking. on a walkie-talkie. Yes. yes. Uh, let's go to Rich. Hey, Rich, are you there? Yeah. Good morning. Good morning, Rich. All right, we're going to start with you, Rich. Give us your best in Bill Weston. All right. Of all the foods invented by mankind, none is more inappropriate than soup. Ooh. Oh. Well done. All right. Let's try Chris now. All right, Chris. Let's. Okay. All right, Chris. Go for it. Okay. Of all the foods invented by mankind, none is more appropriate than soup. God damn it. All right. That was pretty close. That was pretty close. Dude. Did Rich say it's got to be me? Yeah. Rich just goes, it's got to be me. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to vote for Rich. Casey? I actually, you can talk about delivery. I thought Chris gave a great delivery. I'm going to go with Chris. All right, Steve. Chris did give a a good delivery. I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to go with Rich, though. All right, yeah. Kathy? Yeah, the walkie-talkie threw me off. I'm going with Rich. <laughs> and Nick? Rich. Rich is our winner! Yay! Let me tell you. The... Thank you, though, Everyone's Chris. neck and neck at this point. Ooh. Appreciate it. Uh, hang on, my man. We are going <laughs> to set you up with this. A pair of tickets to see Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Oh. Saturday, May 28th at Hard Rock Live Edis Arena in Atlantic City. Tickets for both Chappelle shows go on sale tomorrow. And uh, both sh- uh, shows are May 28th and 29th. And all the details can be found at Hard Rock Hotel Atlantic City. Uh, Santa's got to go. <laughs> All right, let's get another uh, pair on the line. We will go to uh, Mike first. Yo, Mike, good morning. Good morning, it. Uh, good morning, morning it. it, Mike. All right, we're going to have you play against Cole. Let me get him on the line. Cole, are you there? I am. How you doing? Wonderful. All right, let's begin with Mike. We want to know who said it best in Talk Like Bill Weston. Mike, go for it. Excellent guess. Riveting banter. I give today's show a D. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cole, let's see if you can deliver that line as good or better than Mike. Go for it. Oh, excellent guess. Uh, riveting banter today. I give today's show a D. Okay. So we have Cole and Mike. Mike went first. Kathy, who you want to vote for? Ooh, this is a tough one. I think I'm going to go with Mike. All right, Nick, how about you? Yeah, they were both really good. Um, I think Cole's just kind of petered out at the end a little bit, so I'm going to go with Mike. And Steve, you? For that same reason, I'm going with Mike. And then Casey? For both of those reasons, I'm going to go with Mike. And I go with Mike as well. Thank you, though, Cole. We appreciate it. But Mike gets the prize. What do we have for him? A case of Loverboy. You might recall Loverboy from Bravo's hit reality series, Summer House. Loverboy is a high-quality, low-calorie, zero-sugar, sparkling hard tea. And you can enjoy Loverboy at Kellyanne's Bar and Grill, located at 1549 Spring Garden Street in Philly. I hear they make a great patty melt. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we have three more of these that we can get away with. So let's do that right now. We're going to get... Uh, listener bill on morning bill good morning (laughs) nice delivery and his name is bill so we got to keep that in mind hang on bill we're going to have you go up against alex good morning alex good morning (laughs) good morning all right you both have a line in front of you let's see who delivers it better on talk like bill weston day alex we want you to go first uh kathy seems out of sorts today she must be on her period. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Here yes. Oh my God. That's good, though. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Now we go over to Bill. Same line. Bill, go ahead. 
Kathy seems on it. Dang it. Do it again. That's all right. Uh, restart. She must be on her period. Mm, all right. <laughs> this is a close one. Um, I'll start this time. Okay. Um, wow. I did like the way Bill went, hmm, at the beginning. Yeah. But I think Alex got it a little bit more closer to the mark. So I'm going to give my vote to Alex. Casey? I agree with you, Preston. All right. And Steve? I'm feeling Bill on this one, actually. All right. Yeah, yeah I like Bill, too. All right. So, Nick, oh. you're the tiebreaker. Oh. Wow. Well, I'm going to go with Bill. Bill! Oh. All right. Thank wow. you, Alex. You did a great job. But Bill won the vote. And here's what we have for him. You won the Batman. <laughs> on digital, the Batman is caught in a deadly game of cat and mouse with the Riddler in this gritty thriller starring Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz. You can own it on 4K Ultra HD on May 24th, but you could own it on digital right now. He is vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody takes it and said we need we need a woman versus woman version of this. I don't. I think we've already chosen our, our contestants, and I don't think we took gender into consideration yeah. at all. But no. then we did have a girl uh, earlier. I think Chris. I thought we had a couple of girls. Okay, we did. I don't we really have two girls. Yeah. It would be nice to see lady against lady because yeah. I hear do that. I don't remember women do Bill Weston impressions. But if we can't do that now, maybe we can do like a one-off later right, on. I don't right. know. We'll <laughs> see about that. All right. So we're getting our other contestants ready. A reminder as well with all this giving away that's going on uh, that the MMR concert cash will be coming up at 10 again. So get yourself set and ready for that. And in case you missed the announcement yesterday, uh, we announced the presidency of st- side stage the MMR barbecue. Uh, the band Froggy is going to be playing. DJ Jackie Bam Bam is going to be doing yeah. a set, which is pretty awesome. And we're going to have live band karaoke with the group Sidearm as your backing band, you as the singer. You get to sing a song, and we'll tell you how to enter to win that later on. Uh, if not by tomorrow, then next week we'll have that information up and ready to go. And the 424-pack deal is underway, so if you want to get a four-pack of tickets for 80 bucks, so that's $20 a ticket plus the Ticketmaster fees, it's available now through May 2nd at 10 p.m. or while supplies last. I need you to stop talking and listen to me. (laughs) That's a great one. (laughs) It's terrific. It's so good. (laughs) I need you to stop talking and listen to me. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's a clip on its own now, right? That's, oh, it's got to be. When we had him and, and uh, Jackie and Bill and Gary Lauer in the escape room. Oh, the situation, yeah. right? And the situation. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was, but Bill went along with it. Uh, somebody texted earlier, they want to hear Pituation's uh, uh, Bill West's yes. impression at some point. Because <laughs> he's still, such a good Rocky. It's, it's spot on. Yeah. All right, let's get uh, two more callers. We have uh, John. Hey, John, good morning. Hello, Preston. Good morning. <laughs> International Talk Like Bill Weston Day. Let me get another caller, and we have another Bill. Hey, Bill, are you there? Yep, I'm here. All right, Bill, we're going to do Talk Like Bill Weston Day. Who said it, Beston? And, Bill, we are going to begin with you. Give us your Bill Weston line, please. The quickest way to sound desperate is to use the number 10. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, let's see if John can top him. John, let's have it. The quickest way to sound desperate is to use number 10. Okay. You know what? Mm. Wow. John is a deeper voice, but I think Bill, me personally, I think Bill captured the essence a little bit more. I'm giving my vote to Bill. Nick? Bill's delivery was excellent, Um, but but his high voice threw me off, so I'm going John. All right, Kathy? John's who went second, right? Yeah, John. All right, Steve? 
I'm going with John went second? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I'm, you went with John? No. Um, yeah, I went with John because yeah. Bill had the higher voice. Okay. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Okay. All right, Casey? Yeah, I agree with that. All right, well. sorry, Bill. You're out of there. But John oh, good. Again, yeah, really. is a winner. And here's what we got for John. All right, we got a case of Loverboy. You might recall Loverboy from Bravo's hit reality series, Summer House. Loverboy is a high-quality, low-calorie <laughs> I was thinking low-hanging fruit. Zero <laughs> sugar, sparkling hard tea, and you can enjoy Loverboy Kellyanne's Bar and Grill located at 1549 Spring Garden Street in Philly. Stop talking and listen to me. <laughs> and guess what? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, before we get to our final two contestants, the man of the day is here. Yeah! Bill Weston, man about town. You know, I had to come in here and tell you what, what a great game this is and how good you guys are at it. Uh-huh. Because I was the bill on the last call that you didn't pick. Are oh, you serious? Yeah, that was me. That's Excellent job. Awesome. We had a high You lost voice? at your own contest. The best way to sound desperate is to use the number 10. Bill, I voted for you. Yeah. Yeah. I you said, did? I said you caught, you got the essence. And I'm so mad because I went and told Marissa, I'm like, you should get Bill on the call on, on, and to do this oh, contest. that's great. I figured you'd leave me on and I would complain about not winning the prize, no. but I, I was immediately hung up upon. Oh, and it was like, I got to walk in there and like say, hey, that was me. So you, so you kind of did a Don Knotts, right? Yeah. I was just yeah. trying to throw you off. Yeah. That was great. Hey, Bill. I need you to stop talking and listen to me. <laughs> Do you remember that Gary call? Because I'd forgotten about it. I, totally I remember. Forgot. That was fairly early on. I'd only met Gary once yeah. at the Camp Out for Hunger where he gave me a bullet. He was handing out yeah. bullets. <laughs> was that the meeting? So yeah. I didn't realize, yeah. you know, because Casey's impression was, you know, passable, yeah. but, you know, I could have hurt. I didn't know it at that point right. or recognize the right. hotline number, obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah, boy, was that because somebody said he was acting like an idiot and I yeah. had to yeah. get in and oh, my God. Well, that's a good drop. I'm sure you're going to uh-huh. use that. We'll anytime. use that a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in fact, Casey, I know you're renaming that, but I, uh, I want to hear that that pause. Okay. The lip smack. And then the realization. Okay, you got to give me. Before we go to our, well, you know what? I'll, let's do our we'll last do contest, okay. yeah. and we'll hey. do it on the way out. Just one so, more line. We have one more. I'm going to go to uh, Mike. Good morning, Mike. Hey, how you doing? Wonderful. All right, Mike, you're going to be going up against another Bill. Uh-huh. All right. Hey, Bill, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, Bill. We have this last matchup. It's between you and Mike. We're going to start with Mike. Mike, it's talk like Bill Weston Day. Give us your best and go for it. Uh, something's wrong here. Santa's got to go. Okay. We'll go next to Bill and see how he does. Bill, you give us the line. I don't know what you want from me. Santa's got to go. All right. What are we going to vote? Who are we going to vote for, Nick? Uh, They were both a little rushed, but I think that um, Bill actually did the better of the two Bills. Okay, Kathy? Correct. And Steve? Yeah, yeah, there was an improv on the one performance. They didn't come to known as, but yeah, yeah, uh, I go with Bill as well. And I will go with Bill, too. We got our winner, Mike, David, the ball again, bud. Bill beat you, and here is what we have for Bill as a prize. All right, Bill. What we have for you is a pair of tickets to see the next chapter in the Wizarding World series, Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. is now in theaters. Plus, you also get two tickets to experience the original film that started it all as the Philadelphia Orchestra performs Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone live in concert while the full movie plays on the big screen. Uh, and that's going to be Saturday, July 23rd at The Man. All right, let's uh, let's play back just this, this realization moment that Bill had when... 
uh, Kay found out. He realized that Casey was, was pranking him. Here we go. It was reported that you were either inebriated, <laughs> high, or a combination of both. I was so high and so drunk. I had such a good time, man. <laughs> You just called the hotline. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I need your consent. Can we play this on the air? <laughs> Everything except the f***ing <laughs> part. Yeah. Yeah. All right, thank you. I'll clean it up so you can hear it. Uh, <laughs> wow. You're such a good sport, oh, Bill. Yeah. You are. Whatever. I need you to stop talking and listen to me. Wait, Casey, you told him that Gary had done something in the mixer? No, Gary I had. I don't remember. Okay. Okay. Gary, and Gary, I Gary was just being Gary, and, and he, so he's he's you have to border collie him a little bit. I think we Whether he's handing it. out bullets okay. or, or, or whatever, but but uh, and so that was the issue. Mm. Yeah. Oh. All right, so all for the show. All right. I'm Santa's uh, got to go, right? Good show. <laughs> All right. Wait, what, wait, what grade does this segment get? Oh, I'll give it a, I'll give it an A minus. There's always room for improvement. Wow. <laughs> Bill Weston, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Santa's got to go. All right. We got to take a break. Stop talking. And feel free to. Talk like Bill Weston today, because that's what it's all about, folks. We're going to break. When we come back, we are going to have uh, actor Kihi Kwan yeah. on the show. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Join Brent Porsche Friday from 9 to 11 at Club Risque Northeast, 5921 Taconi Street in Northeast Philly for an MMRBQ 2022 ticket rate. Club Risque, Philadelphia's premier gentleman's club. We're going to have a guest on in a little bit. Can I do a couple of shark Naomi. Yes, please. <laughs> Talk like Bill Weston today. And I would like to do this. It's a text that came in. It says, can I get a last minute shard out? For a big birthday, it is my husband Brian's 50th birthday. Thank you, June. And she says that Brian is Brooke from Froggy's dad. And it is his 50th birthday today. So a shard out, of course. We're going to send that out. And, uh, of course, Froggy is going to be playing the Preston and Steve side stage at the MMRBQ. I'm so glad this is going down this way. It's yeah. awesome. Yep, I agree. And uh, we're, we're stoked there, excited about it. And uh, we're going to be doing some other things on that side stage as well. Uh, details at WMMR.com. Real quick, as I see our caller coming in. But let me do this other shout out. It says, hey, Preston, this is for my husband, Ian. I was turning 40 on April 28th, so I'm a little early with this. Uh, Ian's best guy. I know he's an accountant, but not a nerdy accountant. He's a cool accountant. <laughs> he misses a lot with our kids during tax season, which feels like it's year round. Uh, and uh, but when he isn't working insanely, he's super hands on with our kids, of which we have three uh, that like to drive me crazy. And I couldn't have asked for a better husband for me or my dad or kids. I hope he has the best year, and I know that he will be thrilled to hear about him, about himself on the radio. You guys are office, and that is from uh, Stephanie uh, Shannon. Shannon? Come on. It's, it says, it's, <laughs> it says like Wayne Newton songs, Dunka Shane. So yeah. Shane. Yeah. Okay. All right, so Stephanie Shane. So here's a shout out for you and a happy birthday to you. Our guest 
is on the line and ready to go. This is a great story. It is. And he is promoting a film called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once in theaters now. And you may remember him and two great roles. He's done other things, but definitely uh, caught our attention as pop culture lovers. And when I was a kid, Short Round in Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom and Data in the Goonies, one of the greatest adventure movies of all time. Please welcome this morning, uh, uh, we have Kihi Kwan, who is... Kihi, good morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning, Philadelphia. Good morning, you guys. Hey, listen, how are you taking all this in? There's so much excitement about you returning to the screen. It's got to be overwhelming and fun, I hope, for you. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you know, I am overwhelmed with emotions. I I think I've cried more in the last (laughs) two months than I've cried in the last 20 years. You know, when when I returned back to acting, I never thought, that uh, that that I would first of all get this movie, and second, <laughs> the audience would embrace it uh, uh, with so much love and 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 warmth. It, it's incredible. I, I'm very grateful. Well, you're in two just pop culture benchmarks, uh, and you you also in both pull off something that's really difficult, which is it's so easy to dislike kids in movies. They got to get the right ones, yep. and, and you were just incredibly likable in in both films. Uh, but you you were talking about, uh, and I was reading an interview of yours, and you you were talking about how uh, you know the roles sort of dried up. You had that little that that break, uh, you know, a couple decade break. But uh, and then you went to go see a movie that got you back on track and excited to act again. What what was that movie? Uh, that was Crazy Rich Asians in two thousand and eighteen. Oh. We love that uh, movie. I, yeah, yeah, and I was I was content working behind the camera all these years. When, until that movie came out, and you know it had a phenomenal success, and I had serious FOMO because I wanted to be up there with my fellow Asian actors. Um, you know, because you know when I was a kid, I, I was lucky to be in Indiana Jones and Goonies. And honestly, as I was growing up, I thought I would have an amazing career right. because of how popular those two movies are. Uh, and the irony is, I guess, you know, I, I never wanted to be an actor when I was a kid. It came, it, it found me. But as I got older, uh, when I really wanted to do it for the rest of my life, when I really, you know, start looking for it, it wasn't there for me. Uh, and that's why I had to step away. So to be here talking to you after so many years, more than two decades, actually, it's surreal. It, it's insane. And, and, and I'm really, I'm, I'm still processing how this moment came to be. Well, the new movie looks phenomenal. And I know that you were very, very much wanted to be a part of it. Everything, everywhere, all at once, based on a graphic novel and it and I think it kind of takes what I can gather. No, it's not. It's not based on a graphic novel. Oh, I thought it was originally by the Daniels. Yeah, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Shiner. Ah, okay. Those. So that's cool. So and and this applies sort of the concept of the multiverse to everyday people, correct? Yes. Yes. It's about you know it's about an ordinary woman in her fifties, and she's just overwhelmed with her life. You know, her her she's having like relationship problems with her daughter. Her husband is asking for a divorce because their relationship has deteriorated over the years. And, and it's really about, you know, even though it's a science fiction, action, drama, comedy, but the, at the base of it, at the core of it, it's about this family who are disconnected within, uh, within each other. 
and they have to travel far, far into the multiverse to find each other again. That's wild. Um, and yeah, it, it's a wild, crazy, fun roller coaster ride. And how great is it that the movie that that kind of got you motivated to get back in? Uh, you are now with the star in that movie as well. <laughs> Michelle Yeoh is yeah. in this film, and she's a legend. She's outstanding. Yes, legendary actor. Uh, you know, in fact, she did her first movie in 1984 in Hong Kong. While I also got my first start with Indiana Jones and the wow. Temple of Doom. So we actually started at the same time but in different parts of the world. And I waited 38 years <laughs> a night with her on the And I finally got my dream. Your, your plan uh, worked perfectly. Oh, uh, no, this is, is terrific. And, and Jamie Lee Curtis is in the film as well. And apparently... I mean, obviously, you returned. You're in this movie. That's something that you really want to be a part of. You had to be nervous. We're, we're having, and I, Jamie Lee Curtis is legendary for being really kind to people on set. Did you turn to her for a little comfort? Let me tell you a story. On the first day of shooting, and I was I was sitting in front of her. Behind me was Michelle, and to my left was James Hong. All all legendary actors. And I had a panic attack. I didn't know what I was doing there. And um, and after uh, uh, a couple of days of shooting, I remember do, finishing one shot. And Jamie Lee Curtis is always by the monitors watching. She doesn't go to a trailer. She's always watching everybody on set. And after she saw my one shot, she came over to me and she says, Key, that was incredible. And for me to get that praise from this multi-award winning actress who's been in the business for decades meant so much to me. And I walked on set the next day with full confidence, and that's how I finished the movie. Oh, that's, that's the best. awesome! That that's is the awesome. Best. Are we? Um, have we mentioned that th- this is getting like a ninety-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now? We like didn't the, mention the, that. People yeah. are going absolutely bonkers for this movie. Yes, yes, we're so happy that that the you know the critics, critics love it, and the audience is really responding. You know, you know, amazingly well. Cool. Uh, Key, what, and we're also we're also the number one uh, the, the the number one rated movie on Letterboxd. Oh, oh, that's awesome, uh, Key. What was it? Because I, I, I watching you know the the trailer and then watching some some short segments from the film. What was your martial arts training uh, before this? Had you had any, or were you thrown into this? And I need to learn these choreographed moves uh, for the first time. <laughs> well, I studied Taekwondo for many many years, okay. and uh, and when I was working behind the camera. I was actually involved with action team with with action choreography, mm. so it, it was very familiar with uh, for me, and and I feel like you know for this movie everything everywhere all at once I I've been my entire life has been you know preparing for this movie, uh, with with my martial arts background and also you know honestly with my you know in my life you know I had a lot of ups and downs um, um, you know a lot of the good times and a lot of the bad times right. and I my entire life into these three different characters. Um, and I, I don't think I could have done it had you given it to me 10 or 15 years ago. No. Uh, I just think it came at the right time, and uh, and it's just, you know, this is an incredible opportunity hmm. that the Daniels have given to me. Re- reading about you and, and your journey through all this, it's amazing because this happened at the time it needed to happen for you, which is which is so cool. I have to ask you, we talked about uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and Goonies. As a kid on those sets... Which of the two was your favorite? Because you had so much going on on both. Which which one just blew you away more as a kid? Uh, you know, they're all great practical sets designed by amazing talent. Uh, I would have to say the pirate ship. Yeah, yeah. I knew it. When we all 
<laughs> you understand, when we, we were not allowed to see the pirate ship as they were building it. And it was not until we actually filmed that scene. Oh. We were escorted walking backwards with our eyes closed. Wow. And uh, we got under the water. Dick Donald, our director, yelled, action. All of us got up, turned around, and that was the first time we ever saw this full-size, breathtaking, unbelievable power ship right in front of us. Oh. And, and what's in the movie? Our reaction in the movie is, 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 is our first reaction. Oh, that makes oh, wow. it so much better. So happy to, to hear that. that. So cool. That's yeah. excellent. Uh, Key, when, uh, when people do recognize you, if they, if they throw a movie line at you, um, uh, you know, just to, to say, hey, I know who that guy is. I would probably choose $50 bill. That's probably yeah. what I would say. But what, what, is, what, <laughs> yeah, what, what are the ones that, that, uh, that people say to you from time to time? Oh, oh, there's a lot like I'm setting booty traps. Yes. Yeah, booty traps. Yeah. Uh, or or uh, you call him Dr. Jones. Yeah. Uh, a lot. I mean, there's, 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 there's quite a few of them. I'm and more yeah, of a pin- honestly- I'm a pinchers of power guy. Pinchers of power. Pinchers yeah. of power, yeah. yeah. What about no more parachute? <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, I, you know, I, I, I feel very fortunate to, to have so many, you know, uh, uh, memorable lines yeah. uh, over the years. And yeah, I mean, a lot of people come up to. In fact, you know, they say my voice hasn't changed. Yeah, you, you, you have it. You have a similar yeah. timber to to when you were a kid. Yeah, which is also fantastic. Yes, <laughs> yeah. But I got to say personally, and uh, the Goonies for me is a it's it's a top ten movie of all time for me, no doubt. And it's also one of those movies that I wish, uh, if you asked, hey, what movie would you like to live in? I would love to live in the Goonies with you and the rest of the guys from the Goondocks. So, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm really happy to see you back, um, you know, on the screen. And, uh, you know, um, and, and I, I know we got to, like, wrap this up because uh, you've got other interviews to do. But I just wanted to say it's great to see you again. Any, any feedback from your old uh, castmates from the Goonies? Well, we're getting together. Uh, okay, so we, we lost our director, our head Goonie last year, yeah. uh, Dick Donner. Right. And we're all getting together this Sunday, in fact, oh. to honor the man. Oh. So I'll be seeing a lot of my Goonies uh, brothers and sisters. Excellent. That's wonderful. All right, Key, such a pleasure to talk to you. Congratulations on uh, this new level of success. And uh, we're excited for everything, everywhere, all at once, which is in theaters now. Great to talk to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, let's hear it for Kihi yeah. Kwan, guys. That's great. He does still sound like Data. His same he's, delivery, yeah. same energy, same. Yeah. And then again, you know how easy it is to dislike a kid in a movie. And, and he, he was just totally likable and, and lovable. You know, Adam Goldberg's working on a Goonies movie or a script. I hope so, man. From, you know, and that's been a number one. They, they, do, they do two Goonies uh, episodes in the Goldbergs. Okay. And so he's apparently like the lead, the equivalent of, for, I think is he the producer for this project for, it's a, a cinematic release. Uh, an adventure I hope movie, they do it. An adventure movie like that could be rebooted. I mean, what they did with Jumanji yeah. was fantastic. I love and it. And I think they could do a similar treatment uh, to the Goonies and not take away anything from what we already love about that original movie. And I really would like to see Corey Feldman acting again and not singing, you know? Right. We're, yeah. saying, we're saying that since we told Correct. that to yep. him in person. Yeah. He was he really likable and then he blocked, he blocked us. us on Twitter. <laughs> yep, he did. <laughs> All right, listen, we have a, we have a few minutes uh, to play with and uh, it's been quite a while and the, uh, the closed sign has been up. I think we need to open up the general store. Oh! Because uh, there's some items on the shelf you might be interested in. There's a Friday, Preston Elliott, and some annoying kid. <laughs> Get away from me, kid. All right, we're going to 
let's walk through the um, uh, let's walk through the hardware section here uh, because I found the hardware uh, section. Yeah, and in a hardware yeah. store, uh, I found an axe that you might be interested in. Uh, in fact, it's one of the axes that was used in The Shining that Jack Nicholson had, and it is up for auction. So it's oh. what they call it, like a a, a, a used prop. That it is correct. used on screen. Yep, and uh, it, of course, the axe prop is displayed in a 25 by 2.5 by 40.5 inch shadow box frame. With photos from the film, it looks really cool. It does look excellent. Uh, it is considered. This is the description of the uh, uh, of the item. Very good screen used condition. You're gonna love it. And it comes with. <laughs> what would you expect to pay for this amazing axe? It comes with a letter from uh, Norank Engineering, engineers to the film, television, and entertainment industry. Dated What's that? dated <laughs> dated June eighth, nineteen eighty nine, uh, stating that the axe prop was used in the film. And it also comes with a uh, certificate of authenticity. So if you watch uh, Collector's Corner, my favorite show on MeTV, yeah. uh, they, when you have stuff like that, the, the, the certificate of authentication or, or signed by a cast member or anything of the nature and also used on screen, mm-hmm. in, you know, on, that just ups the, the, the value Tremendously. Looking at the at the actual item in its display case, yeah. it is really cool. The handle looks, you know, beat up and used. And then you have pictures of uh, Jack uh, as he's wandering out into the uh, into the maze. And then when he's frozen, and then the picture of him at the party in the 1920s, or I forgot the date actually of that. And then it's got the official The yeah. Shining yeah. Uh, logo. Uh, mm-hmm. That would be cool. Now I don't know. I think the starting. Price was in the fifty thousand dollar range. No, I'm sorry, it's expected to fetch up to ninety thousand. Wow. So for that, I'm a massive Kubrick fan, as you know, and I love all this. I love The Shining. My one issue with The Shining is that um, is that Jack Torrance, as played by Jack Nicholson, is easily. I to me, it's like he's like already there. He's yeah. he's like. He, yeah, he's just he's just one bad meal away from picking up an axe. Beg your pardon. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? So that that yeah. transformation to me, and it's just the way Jack is. Right? Do you agree with me on that? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he already seems unhinged at the beginning of the right. movie, right. and it's supposed to take him through the the book takes him through a little bit more of a transformation. He did have a drinking problem at yeah. the beginning, uh, but there is a. Uh, there's more of a gradual thing that happens, and he finds some items in the hotel that start to steer him down this right. path, and he ex- starts to experience these weird things and, you know, moving topiaries and stuff like that. But uh, you're right. He already seems a little bit right. on edge. But, I mean, with with Kubrick's genius, it just makes it creepy all the way it does. through. Yes, you know? so, absolutely. Uh, but, nonetheless, if you want a piece of that. I, I would, but I yeah. don't think I have a spare 50 grand laying around. But you know what? I mean, these... These things all appreciate over time, don't they? I mean, they are actual investments, aren't they? Kathy doesn't realize that in our office is a museum that is appreciating (laughs) value. Appreciate it. Every day goes by. That's right. All right, let's uh, let's walk over to the Home Entertainment Center. And... Listen, I love it. It's Baby Brent from Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Okay. He walks into the store and... What is up, everybody? Okay. Uh, (laughs) So, we're going to stick with movies for a a moment. A man in Florida has won back a world record after watching Spider-Man No Way Home 292 times. Wow. 
Uh, Ramiro Alanis previously broke the record for most cinema productions attended of the same film in 2019 after watching Avengers Endgame 191 times. He did this 101 more times than he did that. Jeez. Because in 2021, somebody broke his record. Um, uh, a guy named Arnold Klein beat him out by watching uh, Camelot first installment 204 times. Camelot? Okay. Spelled with a K. K-A-A-M-E-L-O-T-T. Okay. I was uh, so the musical? Uh, yeah. No. That's Spamalot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So what movie do you think you've watched the most? More than any other movie? I've watched a lot of movies. I know. I, know. I would I have to say donuts. probably <laughs> the movie and, and, you know, like, listen, I've seen Animal House a million times. Yeah. Uh, I've seen Caddyshack a million times. But I think the movie that might get the most views for me is... Is because of the the regularity that it ends up on TV, and then I will stay with it whenever it's on. Might be Apollo uh, thirteen. Really? Uh, just, I thought you were going to say Godfather. I, you know what? And I have. I've yeah. seen that so many times. But that's a big investment of time. You know what I mean? Uh, so with with Apollo thirteen, you're I, talking and it is as seen in its entirety. Oh, you're, are you talking about as seen in its entirety? Yeah, because I mean, for me, if yeah, it wasn't in entirety, Apollo. I probably would go with like Endgame because I would go to sleep to it so many nights. But it, for me, the entirety, it would have to be like Dumb and Dumber. Okay, okay. so I've seen um, two thousand one in its entirety at least a hundred times. Mm-hmm. I've seen. Um, the a lot of horror movies, the original Halloween, I got to put up in the in the you know a hundred more uh, more than a hundred. I mean, there are movies that are hundreds. I've seen hundreds of times, yeah. you know, because I just um, they're just a go to. I just love them. I, I just love them. love them. Yeah, that's like Apollo thirteen. I just I love that movie. Also, everything ones about it that are seasonal. A Christmas story. Sure. Oh, oh, so you stop and think crap. about that. Things yeah. that end up coming back up on your calendar yeah. anyway. You and know? it's repeated but usually on... I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Usually only watch that once a season. Right. right? So, but yeah. you will watch Christmas it story? maybe eight times in a day. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. I'll, I'll watch... Yes, exactly. That that watching uh, pattern behavior. For me, Casey, I think it's Star Wars, the original, because it showed up on TV so much. Mm. And that's what lured me into the Star Wars universe. So it would be PHL 17 or whatever it used to be called. And uh, and I would just watch it beginning to end every time Star Wars A New Hope. So here's a qualifier. The most times going to the theater to see a movie. That was Dumb and Dumber for me. I actually saw it in the theater three times. Oh, I could be that. I know. Well, yeah, you, I saw, know. you saw the 2001 five times, right? Yeah. Um, I... I, I don't do the return uh, movie theater thing much. So I've done Jaws. I did seven, eight times. Um, uh, th- that was one week of seeing two thousand one. You know, uh, five times in a row. Um, there was the then there was the other achievement of the thing they used to call there's a promotion called Go Ape for a Day. All of the Planet of the Apes will be starting with battle ending. Yeah, uh, starting with that. planet ending with battle. I did that, and then um, yeah, there were, and then the Bond movies, as the Bond movies, the original series, Doctor No, and then From Rush with Love, as they would release a, the subsequent movie, they would release the other movies with it. So I ended up seeing them over and over again in the theaters as well. Mm. So <laughs> it's it's really yeah. a pathetic yeah. amount of viewing. That I I've think done. only only a couple of Marvel movies have I returned. Like I saw Spider Man No Way Home. Um, Twice yeah. in the theater because uh, uh, one of my kids didn't see it, so we took me and I ended up taking them first uh, a viewing as well. Uh, but um, do you know what ended up being seen? Schindler's List. I saw four times in the theater. Did you really? Because I was so blown away. That's a movie that I so blown away by it that I, I actually took people to see it. I saw it in the theater as well, Steve, and that's a movie that I can't watch on repeat. It's hard yeah. because yeah. At, like yeah. there's a few like that. Um, really serious, really moving. 
uh, Hotel Rwanda is another one. It's yes. a great movie, but I can only watch it one time because it like it just wrecks you. Yeah. So this guy saw uh, Spider-Man No Way Home uh, 292 times. That's too much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Was, it. It's a it great was, movie. It was to get the record. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, he spent a total of 720 hours or 30 days watching uh, the film uh, between December 16, 2021 and March 15, 2022. Uh, and he would watch, uh, for the first few weeks, he watched five back-to-back screenings each day. Jesus okay. And he spent around $3,500 on movie tickets. Kath, what movie do you think you've watched more than any other movie do you think? You know what? Dumb and Dumber was definitely one of them because I loved that. And then my brothers, um, they got into it a little bit later. And so, like, we rewatched it a hundred times. Uh, what about Dirty Dancing? That's your favorite. Dirty mm-hmm. Dancing, yes. And also Titanic. All right. Uh, hang on a second. Titanic's a, a bit of an undertaking because it's a longer film. I'm going to go to Andy. Hi, Andy. Good morning, gentlemen and ladies. What's Yay. up, Andy? Andy! <laughs> I haven't heard anything. Oh, by the way, this is Iggy from Grant Academy. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. How you doing, gentlemen? Uh, nobody said Rocky Horror. Yeah, well, I've you just did. <laughs> yeah. No, I've, I've, I've seen it many times. So that's another one uh, where you'd agree, Andy, that that was... Uh, like, people would go every weekend, like on Friday and Saturday. The, the big fans would go and watch the midnight screening of, of the Rocky Horror Picture Show and Rocky and all those. How many times did you see it, Andy? 75 times. 75 oh times, yep. Oh. yep. In one summer. In one summer. Well, no, my, my buddy used to work at a deli right across the street from the movie theater. So we would go go meet up there, get something to eat, and then show over. And we we tour up a whole year with that one. Well, you ever, if you ever really? saw, were you smoking weed in the theater? Uh, I plead the fifth. <laughs> nice. All right, thanks, Andy. Appreciate it. It's a guy sitting eating I think I, a full bologna in the Rocky Harbor. I think I saw that three times, and you go for the experience. It's people act out the the the, the parts, and there's props, and you so know. people don't even know. At least they maybe you know generations don't know that one of the big things that used to be you know when I was growing up was the midnight screening. That's you the would one see I would go to. Rocky yeah. Horror Picture Show. You'd see the wall. Uh, Pink Floyd's The Wall. I don't, the... To be honest, I don't think I ever stayed awake till the end of the Rocky Horror Picture right, Show. Yeah, I yeah. always fell asleep. By the way, I got a text from our buddy uh, Ernie Kirk, our yeah, yeah, yeah. Maga God. He saw Rocky Horror over 70 times. Oh, wow. <laughs> he used to dress up. He used to, he used to beat Frankenberger. Yeah. All right. Uh, and do the whole deal. But it's it's an experience. It, it, is. it definitely is. Was so. there ever any, uh, because I think we talked about it when Endgame or maybe Infinity War was coming out, a, a Marvel, an MCU um Marathon. Marathon, yeah. We talked about doing it. I never, I don't think there was... Because there's like 23 or 24 Was there a promotion? I did my own personal, not all in one sitting, but leading up to Endgame, I watched every single movie. But at home, right? At home, I was thinking like, you know, something at the Franklin Institute at the, uh, you know, the multi, um, or the um, IMAX theater or whatever. Like, that'd be cool. Hey, somebody pointed this out. Hey, this might be one of the movies I've seen the most. Uh, Grease. Yeah. Yeah. How many times have you sat through that movie? Yeah. You know? But the original... Let's talk about Rocky Horror Picture Show. The original Rocky, I've seen. I've seen it easily. I saw. I saw that twice in the theater. When yeah, it, I've when seen it came that out. a load of times. Yeah, too. I just so. need to put somebody on blast real quick. Uh, Nick Murphy, the biggest movie buff I know, uh, next to you, Steve. Uh, maybe Craig Legans has never seen Shawshank Redemption. <gasps> yeah, that's right. That's it's, really odd. He needs to see it. But at this point, it's a uh, it's yeah. a thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, like he's not going to see <laughs> it because it's it. it's a thing now. Uh, it's a brilliant film. Yes, I mean, I've seen that one a gazillion times. All right, uh, we're we're going somewhere else. Uh, oh, look down at the end of the aisle. There, it's your mother in law. <laughs> 
got a hand down some guy's pants. <laughs> Arizona State University researchers polled over 300 people about their relationship with their parents, children, and in-laws, and they found participants were more likely to report poor relationships with their mother-in-law compared to their genetic mother, and mothers reported having slightly less conflict with their daughters than with their child's spouse. Oh, of, That's a yeah, stereotype, that, right? Well, yeah. Oh, no, I would say that's pretty, like, I mean, standard. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's usually, a lot of times, it's the case. Yeah. Yeah. So the, every sitcom has had yeah. some run about the, the mother-in-law does not approve of the uh, husband or wife. There's you know always got to be, like, some sort of something, and I don't even want to say dislike, but, like, bothers you about the mother-in-law or the sister-in-law or but you know what you said about anybody in your life right no that, that you don't that there's something about everyone that you you may no, like but I mean 90... specifically them like oh, I, I don't you. know that you could find anybody who's like nope there's nothing wrong with my mother-in-law you mentioned tv shows you know what michelle was surprised to see the conflict in was uh in cobra kai Right, uh, Daniel Larusso's mom, uh-huh. who in the movies was just this sweet An woman, angel. yeah, and uh-huh. her and the wife just do not oh, get really? along. Oh, that's at funny. All. Yeah, I was surprised to it's, see that. There's, it's funny in bowling. There's a term called the mother-in-law. Do you guys know what that is? No. Uh, okay, so when you uh, when you knock the pins down and it looks like one pin is standing, uh-huh. but there's a pin directly behind it. <laughs> that's the mother. That's called the mother-in-law. <gasps> yeah, I love that. Uh, so another finding was that uh, fathers got along better with their daughter-in-law than their genetic daughter. So the fathers get along better with the daughter-in-law than their own flesh and blood. So that's daughter. interesting. Yeah, the, the, the fact that your own genetic, um, you know, your your own child is is you're you're less um, pleasant to or whatever. Mm-hmm. The, but it works different for mothers. Yeah, wow. that is crazy. Uh, financial resources and child care were the most common reasons for arguments between mother-in-laws and daughter-in-laws. And researchers note that this is striking because both are central to long-term reproductive success as resources and time and effort spent on kin uh, kin care are finite. That's interesting. I could see that. I, care of your children... Yeah. I think the mother-in-law tries to step in sometimes and insert herself into, well, you know, you shouldn't be spoiling them. Like, or you know what I mean? Like, shouldn't like be spoiling them. Criticizing, criticizing how you are right. raising your children. Um, right, right, right. It's weird because I, my mother would have loved Claire, my wife, would have adored, never got to meet. Obviously, my mother yeah. passed away, you, you know, uh, so many uh, similarities. Uh, but does, you know, it was weird because she'll sometimes comment, Claire, that her mother... Uh, who since passed away, like me more than her, you know, and sometimes that's that's a weird dynamic. Yeah. By the way, here's a text that says, I'm still working on banging my mother-in-law. Oh, <laughs> hey. yeah, it happens. Let us know how that goes. Uh, I've seen movies, short yeah. movies. Uh, so financial resources and child care, like I said, were the most common reason of the arguments. Uh, researchers add that arguments with in-laws are likely influenced by genetic conflict as each person unconsciously acts in the interest of their genetic kin. And the scientists also say that uh, fathers may get along better with their daughter-in-law than their genetic daughters because the father-daughter relationship may experience strain when the daughter enters a new relationship. And they've also seen a lot of those short movies you were talking about. But the strain may lessen over time if the father believes her partner strengthens the family unit. Yeah, like, I don't think that there's as much of a conflict between, right, between, like, exactly what you're saying, between a father and a daughter-in-law as there is between a mother and a daughter-in-law. Gosh, you're so much sweeter than my actual father. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Kathy, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. yeah. And that sounds about right. Yeah. You know, in, in experiences. Why did I sit on your lap? Here's a text that says, uh, I'm going to be divorced because of my mother-in-law's enabling of my children and their lack of accountability. Wow. And that takes it to a whole nother level. But, yeah. man, that's, that's an interfering person in your life. Wow. It's got to create such a terrible dynamic with your wife at that point, right? Yeah. Yes. The things are gangbusters. Or husband. Yeah. Father-in-law. <laughs> well, what's, what's interesting there is that uh, <laughs> getting divorced doesn't change the fact that the mother-in-law is still a grandparent and can still... Well, yeah, sometimes but... you have to, you know... Cut your ties before you can hire a hitman. I'm sure that it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that it tie, that it it has caused a, a strain in the relationship with her husband. Yeah, as well mm-hmm. because he probably lets mom. Uh, come on, it's mom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now, I'm taking a wild guess here, but that is probably what the case is. Wait, so, so. you assumed it was a woman? I assumed it was a man so sending like. that text. Oh, uh, That's oh yeah. I assumed it's a it's a woman because I, we were talking about strain yeah. between uh, mm-hmm. women and their mother in laws, and not men and their mother in laws. So. Find out. Ooh, yeah. Find yeah. out. Yeah. Let's yeah, take this. I, I assumed man as well. Mm. I need you to stop talking <laughs> and listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, it's talking like Bill Weston Day. I wonder if Bill got along with his, uh, or I don't even know. I don't know if his mother in law is still, still alive right. or not. Uh, Her name or, is Annabelle. Okay. Uh, That's uh, where it all started. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but you guys, you also, you had, so my dad is, uh, you know, uh, in Texas, so um, Claire never really has to mm-hmm. encounter. encounter. Right. Um, so, uh, but all of her family, I get along with extraordinarily well, you know, I think so. It's, it, But I've seen that dynamic at play, and it, to me, that would be like the... Eighth level of hell mm-hmm. to have to the fam the family does not like you or you just don't get along with someone you're going to be required to see every wonderful oh. holiday for the rest of your life. Here it is at the top. No, uh, what is that? oh no, no, it's a different number. Oh, sorry, uh, thought it, they had identified their gender. Go ahead, Kath. No, I have a joke uh, with my friend. You know, we'll we'll. Is it about koala bears? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. No, no, no. Like a little inside joke. Her and I go back and forth because, um, you know, her mother-in-law is always telling her how to, you know, raise her child. So mm. I'm like, did you feed her today? <laughs> did she drink something? <laughs> did she make? <laughs> but like, you know, it goes so yeah. it goes to, to what you said. Like, it's just the little things. Like, she's like, I know. That I should feed my kid. That I don't really need advice on that Do part. Do all the limbs yeah. have oxygen <laughs> yes. in them? Yeah. Shut up! <laughs> you but, don't. You don't set them on fire, do you? But I guess, uh, and from from a mother in law's perspective as well, though they've been through it, they've done it, and they yeah, feel sure. that they're offering advice. And you yeah, know. but so have their moms. So yeah, they don't? should. Yeah, didn't you learn from that? Yeah, wait yeah. until the advice is is asked for. Yeah. yeah, you know what though? I I want like with my mom, she'll give me advice or, or her opinion and I'm okay with it, but I don't think and hopefully uh, who knows. Hopefully she's not listening right now. No, 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 not my mom. No, I was going to say my brothers. I don't think my brothers listen. I think my brothers say shut the hell up. Shut Where, the f- <laughs> Whereas I would say like uh, yeah. okay, you like stop uh, talking and listen to me. Shut the f- up. <laughs> yeah, like I think that might when she gives them advice that but it goes into like it's a son, and then she's dealing with two daughter-in-laws. That's uh, a problem. You know? yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, the texter about the divorce is male. You guys were correct ah. about that. Oh. All right, uh, one more. One more? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. One more item, because I want to get to this before it's uh, the story's too old. We're going into the pet section. Ooh, I love now. the pet section. Uh, maybe you saw this the other day. Uh, the oldest living dog is a chihuahua named Toby Keith. Yeah. 
21 years old and lives in Florida and was awarded that distinction last week by Guinness World Records. 20 years old. Yep. Um, so 21. 21. Smaller dogs tend to live longer. Larger yeah, dogs are more demanding on their systems. Correct, yes. The typical lifespan for chihuahuas is 15 to 17 years, and uh, larger breeds tend to have shorter lifespans. <laughs> uh, owner Gisela Shore said Toby Keith was born on January 9, 2001. Toby Keith was originally named Peanut Butter. Mm. Uh, when Shore, then a voluntary at an animal rescue place, adopted him for, from an elderly couple who could no longer care for him. At that point, he was only a few months old. I was chatting with some friends over the weekend who uh, have a chihuahua, and uh, my, my woman friend Susan hates the chihuahua. And I was just like, well, at least they live for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> it's it's nips and snips and barks, so, and it's incessant. Chihuahuas can be high strung. Not all of them, but some of them. So my youngest, Yorkie, uh, we, we have a brother and sister, yeah. the dogs. And and she looks way different than he is, but they came from the same litter, and we think somehow or another within the breeding she got some chihuahua just because oh, of the really? way she looks, and she's a feisty little dog. I love her to death. She's mm-hmm. she just she gives you tons of love, but she can kind of wig out on people. Be a handful. Time time. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. Now cats can live um, longer. Uh, so we have our our cat who was. Um, She's about twenty. She's she's on the way out now. Yeah, so we had it, one that lived to twenty two. Yeah, everything's yeah. you know winding down, and yeah. uh, and so uh, but uh, yeah, it, it's uh, that's the one sad thing. And I we listen. We have tons of pets, and we'll always have them. But um, statistically, you will survive most of your pets unless you get one of those cockatiels or something that lives yeah. outlives you, you right. know, by fifty years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the only crappy part about owning a pet is that yeah. they're you're gonna not have them for as long as you want, right? Yeah. Uh, by the way, Toby Keith's Guinness title is the oldest living dog, but not the oldest dog ever. That distinction is held by Bluey, uh, an Australian cattle dog who lived to the ripe old age of 29 uh, years, five months. Wow. <laughs> Louie died in 1939, so it's been a while since the dog has lived well, that long. Well, th- they told him it was alive. It was just a bone with some fur on it. <laughs> hey, Bluey looks good. Right, Jesus we, Christ. <laughs> we have got to close up shop, but thank you all for stopping by. It was nice Welcome to see you. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we return, we have the Bizarre Fellow, and we also have your shot at winning $500 in MMRBQ tickets with the MMR concert cash. You do not want to miss that opportunity, so stay with us. WMMR recognizes Record Store Day. So that's it, Warren? Want to work in a record store? No. I think you're lying, Warren. To all the small businesses, the mom and pops, the brick and mortars, as ACDC once said, we salute you. It's the passionate purveyors of music who sell the music you collect, share, and hold in your hand that we celebrate on Record Store Day. Listen each hour this Saturday as MR cues up a track from our record collection on the the trusty turntable in the Pierre Robert studio. Oh, dear. Plus, we'll have your chance to score the latest from Dorothy on vinyl to add to your collection. From the station that crackles along with the grooves. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I need you to stop talking and listen to me. <laughs> there you go. Yes. That's how it's supposed to go. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got a, uh, just a few more seconds before it is officially uh, 10 a.m. And we can fire up the next concert cash. So I want to remind you, we have a new Daily Rush video today. Actually, there's two. I, I meant to men- I mentioned it earlier this morning. But uh, we have the uh, Chris Jericho interview. He was great. A lot of fun. Wonderful talking to him. And then uh, we have a clip, the missing nuclear equipment. Uh, a nuclear device went missing in Philly, and anybody not wearing $2 million in sunblock is going to have a bad day if they find it. 
Uh, that I was watching it yesterday, laughing my ass off. Uh, so it's a Daily Rush video, and you follow us on Instagram. We'll give you the first look at Daily Rush videos right there sent to you. It's really cool. And you can watch them on YouTube as well, but uh, sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. You can learn more at Xfinity.com. So check that out now or follow us on YouTube. Smash that like button, as they say. <laughs> yeah. Always wanted to say hey that. Hey, guys. Smash it. All right. Uh, hey, it's time. Here we go. Now, here's your concert cash keyword. Where does spend? S-P-E-N-D. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. There are three ways for you to do it. You can text it the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. And one random entry is going to win $500 in our company-wide contest. And all MMR winners receive two free tickets to the MMRBQ. Winners will get a call from our company, Beasley, so make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WNMR.com, and it's sponsored by AAA Distributor. Again, the word is spend, S-P-E-N-D. Good luck to you. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought in this morning by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer the highest quality mulch and topsoil that's manufactured on-site, delivery, or pickup for residential and commercial markets. Visit mulchthis.com. We'll begin with this. A commuter said, I don't know how I'm alive, after she had fainted and fell under a moving train in incredible scenes captured on video. Uh, The woman named uh, Candela lost her balance and tumbled off the platform in Buenos Aires. Uh, footage showed Candela becoming unsteady on her feet, tipping forward and stumbling towards the onrushing train. Onlookers feared the worst after she disappeared down a gap between two carriages. God. Several witnesses were in shock, including two men who can be seen in footage raising their hands above their heads in shock. But she was miraculously rescued alive from the tracks after the train had stopped. It's wow. unbelievable that she made it through this. As commuters crowded around, uh, she sat, lied down on the platform before being taken away in a wheelchair uh, to a waiting ambulance. So we're watching the footage press, and at one point, people on the platform, um, like, look away in horror because they're sure she's being ground up. Oh, my God. Uh, Candela has only just been able to see the images of herself after being told that she was out of danger and being discharged from uh, the hospital. She's had to suffer a sudden drop in blood pressure and fainted. I tried to warn the person in front of me, but don't remember anything else, even the wow. moment I smashed into the train. Do you know what? The fact that she was out and so malleable probably helped her. Yeah, if maybe. she had tensed up, it, it might have been horrible. Yeah, she said, I don't know how that I am oh, still God. alive, That's but awful. she oh, made it. Yeah, oh it's incredible. And all these people, the reactions are like, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe yeah, what I Yeah, don't look. Don't look. You're right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. A Michigan man got a Guinness World Record when the circumference of his tongue was measured at 4.8 inches. Uh, Dante Barnes of Battle Creek said that he first realized his tongue might be unusual (laughs) after he watched a video online of someone measuring their own tongue and decided to give it a try. It looks like a penis coming out of his mouth. It really looks like that. Yeah. Uh, his his tongue's official circumference. Is that his smiling wife next to him? Four point eight inches is roughly the same size as a ping pong ball. Yeah. Uh, Barnes says that uh, his tongue uh, he sees his tongue as a gift, and uh-huh. so does his wife. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. 
Uh, two men have been charged after officers found drugs uh, during a traffic stop in West Virginia. Officers were conducting a traffic stop on a vehicle for improper registration. Uh, they spoke with the vehicle's driver, Roy Porter, who handed officers a packet that they thought was the registration of the vehicle. However, a small plastic bag fell out, oh. and inside the oh. bag were a few pieces of crystal-like substance. Oh, my God. And officers led a canine unit around the area of the vehicle to perform a free air sniff, which resulted in positive identica- uh, indication. Porter was found to be in possession of four grams of meth. However, his passenger, Jared Mail, yeah. he had 220 grams of meth oh. on him. Hey. Uh, Mail has been charged with possession. Isn't that funny? With intent to <laughs> deliver a controlled substance, and Porter has been charged with conspiracy to commit a felony. This is one of the best mugshots I've oh, ever yeah. seen. Yes, you can tell he's sampled the product <laughs> yeah. a little bit. His eyes are huge. Officials in a British Columbia town said that they are looking into options for protecting the world's largest hockey stick from a pair of destructive woodpeckers. Okay. They don't have much to do up there. Yeah. Residents of North uh, Cowichan said that they started to see a pair of northern flickers, a type of woodpecker protected by British Columbia Wildlife Act. Yeah, the uh, woodpeckers are back. On the 61,000-pound hockey stick outside of Cowichan Community Center. It's a pretty impressive hockey stick. Uh, One of the birds has been seen pecking holes in the stick, which bird experts say means the avian is building a nest. A community center uh, staff plugged the first hole with steel wool, but the birds removed it after a few days. Uh, A bucket truck will be brought in soon so that officials can investigate the holes and see what they need to do. What's more Canadian than that, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A woman in England found a mystery car in her driveway, and it remained there for about a week. Debbie Flynn and her partner wanted to move it all last week, but police officers said that they can't move it, and doing so would be committing a crime as it would require breaking into the vehicle. Flynn says she thought the driveway parking spot was sold to a person headed on vacation through a parking app by fraudsters taking advantage of the space's proximity to Birmingham International Airport. But she since found out her landlord had forgotten that he had registered the driveway via a parking app years ago, and he apologized. So he had essentially rented it out oh, man. and forgot it, and this person was using it. I didn't know you could do that. Neither did places. I. Maybe that's something huh. uh, in certain countries where you can rent out as a parking space your own driveway. Like an Airbnb version of your driveway. I, that's actually well, a great idea. People do it near sporting yeah. uh, facilities, like for tailgate purposes. So yeah. like, if you live near, for example, State College, if you live anywhere near Be- Beaver Stadium, you can do that so that people can park there and tailgate. Okay. But you, you can make a lot of money really fast. I yeah. believe it. Yeah. I did it in Buffalo and we went to the uh, okay. Eagles game. Is it in a neighborhood? I just parked in some dude's driveway. Well, I remember when uh, when big golf tournaments have been like yeah. around Aronimic yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that, people will yeah. use their front yards yeah. uh, or at Marion when they were doing the U.S. Open, you could park in their yards for a, a, a fee. They were renting out their backyards if they were j- right up against the course yeah. for spectating. Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. All right, uh, let's see. Two women who had who uh, the two women who made a gruesome discovery at a Southwest Houston apartment complex on Sunday spoke out about the signs that led them to find a decomposing body of a woman. They said they noticed a brown U-Haul moving box <sighs> in front of their unit, and it was sitting on a sidewalk. They said it smelled terrible. And had blood coming out of it. Those are two bad signs. Uh, the <laughs> women, who didn't want to be identified, said they called the police because they knew something wasn't right. When police arrived around noon, they opened the box and found the decomposing body of a woman. <laughs> police said they didn't know how old the woman was or how long she had been dead. They did say, however, that they have a video of a man wheeling the box to the sidewalk and leaving it there. 
Neighbors said the man was arrested at the complex while he was walking by investigators, but it's unclear what charges he'll be facing. He has not been identified. The residents said they were happy to learn that an arrest had been made and still, but are still worried. They said they don't think things like this should ever happen. <laughs> That's really? true, yeah, yeah. Neighbors of the man who was arrested said that he was odd and would never make eye contact. They said he was not a friendly neighbor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the victim's identify identity is pending an autopsy by the medical examiner's office. That's messed up. Yeah. All right, we're ending on a disgusting one, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Uh, you got a few minutes left, like uh, six or so, to enter the word spend for our shot, or I should say your shot at winning $500 and MMRBQ tickets in the MMR Concert Cash Giveaway. So the word is spend, S-P-E-N-D. Hope you win. Good luck. We'll be back in a moment. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Royal Blood has a huge, fat sound, and it's just two guys. I know. And they are awesome live. They're one of those, you're like, two guys? What? How are they pulling that off? And, and it's just an energetic set that you're really going to dig, I think, when you go to the MMRBQ. So, tickets available now. And with the, with the newly added Preston and Steve Show yeah. side stage... Uh, starring uh, Froggy and maybe you with uh, the band uh, Sidearm. Is Sidearm? I, I said, yeah, I want to make sure I get that correct. Uh, and Jackie Bam Bam uh, spinning music as well. So a lot of good stuff in that four-pack deal is happening now. 80 bucks for four tickets plus the Ticketmaster fees. You can go to WMMR.com while supplies last and get those. All right, today's lesson question. We are going to give away some tickets, a pair of them. See comedian uh, Steve Trevino this Friday. At 9.45 at Punchline in Philly. The question that I have for you this morning. Provocative Austrian artist Herman Nietzsche was known for his work with blood as well as his wall of what? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. Provocative Austrian artist Herman Nietzsche was known for his work with blood as well as his wall of what? 215-263-WMMR. If you heard it, you should call now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Natural Lawn of America. Safer for your lawn, kids, and pets. You can schedule their full service program and get free seeding every year. Call 800-FREE-SEED. Natural Lawn of America. Greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Black China's mom, Tokyo Tony might be facing criminal charges for making those uh, physical threats against the judge, overseeing her daughter's lawsuit against the Kardashians. Judge Jonestown Johnny says Tokyo Tony would be wise to learn courtroom conduct from bailiff Baltimore Billy. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel Bagoli, we all love uh, her, bad baby. She no longer wants to be known as the cash-me-outside girl now that she's worth $50 million from doing softcore porn on OnlyFans. 
The 19-year-old Bergoli says she's not the girl she used to be and now has lots more ring light burns on her vagina. Oh, my God. And finally, Ronnie Ortiz Magro has been claiming he's going to be returning for the upcoming season of Jersey Shore, but he was nowhere to be found when the cast was seen filming in San Diego. Michael, the situation Sorrentino says the show will suffer without Magro as he is seen as the brains of the group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's your Hollywood trash. All right, we'll go for an answer and see if someone knows the... Uh, I got to... Hang on. Huh? The printer's not working. I got to drag the whole laptop over here and I keep forgetting to do it. All right, uh, provocative Austrian uh, artist Herman Nietzsche was known for his work with blood as well as his wall of what? 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to Willie, see if we can get an answer. Hey, Willie. Oh. Oh. All right, Willie. Uh, the Austrian artist, Herman Nietzsche, was known for his work with blood as well as his wall of what? Butthole. Butthole. <laughs> that is correct, my friend. Hang on the line. We are going to set you up with... with not, not with butthole. <laughs> uh, with... <laughs> With a pair of tickets to see comedian Steve Trevino this Friday, April 22nd at 9.45 p.m. at Punchline Philly. Tickets are on sale now at punchlinephilly.com for each of Steve's shows this weekend. Let's do music news now. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Music news brought to you by Montage Mountain Friday, April 22nd and Saturday, the 23rd. Sample over 150 craft beers, ciders, and seltzers from 50 of the world's best breweries nationwide. Uh, MontageMountain.com slash Brewfest. We'll start with this. Kirk Hammett is bracing himself for his first solo release away from Metallica. Uh, and it's with his debut EP, Portals, uh, which is dropping tomorrow. Uh, Hammett told the Mercury News how different the process is in releasing a solo set rather than backed by the machine surrounding the band. He said, usually when there's an album release, there's the four of us. Uh, We all have each other's backs and we are all supporting each other because it's kind of nerve-wracking, sort of emotional and a mental thing. And usually during this time, we have each other to talk to about any sort of insecurities and whatnot. But now that I have my own solo album I'm the guy who bears the whole burden of all that. Uh, He went on to reveal, I said to James, this is weird. I have an album release, and usually I have you three guys, but it's just me, and it makes me feel insecure and nervous. And James only had one reply. He said, this is a growth and learning experience for you, bro. Uh, He went on to explain, as far as how everyone in Metallica feels about me putting out a solo album, I have the full support of James, Lars, and Rob, and management. It's a great thing because... I, I, it wasn't always like that, and that's been well documented, but things are different now, thank God. Uh, Portals definitely spotlights another musical side from Hammett, who reveals a decidedly Prague-influenced Ben. Hmm. He said, I was I was never into Prague music until about five years ago, and all of a sudden I started listening to Prague, kind of by accident. I went out and bought the entire Yes catalog, yeah, and I just discovered Yes for like a month. And I went out and I bought all the Jethro Tull stuff, and I just devoured that as well. So we'll see what those influences sound like when he releases it. Uh, who's who these days is doing? You know, you have Dream Theater and you have. There's a lot. Hey, ask Zach. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Ask Zach, our imaging guy. He will play you all the prog stuff. Oh, I've had. He's, and there's loads of it. He's come over with tons of stuff. But I'm saying somebody that's floating in the more closer. There's no mainstream. Not that I know. Yeah. What about like uh, would Coheed count? 
Could yeah, yeah, you know that yeah. is that is a actually yes. Con- that's okay, conceptual because they really. do conceptual stuff. Tool, yeah. and, maybe and, tool, and they do yeah that that too. Yeah, it's like a, a modern twist on what. It used to be. Right. They changed it. They've, they've probably added a little bit more rock elements to it. With with Tool, you have the complexities of progressive yeah. metal. It's it's very complex music to play. So I think that would fall in that category. Zach has so volumes of stuff. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. So there's a, there's a few things out there. Uh, Lamb of God will temporarily uh, be joined by... Uh, oh, man. A Chimera singer. I, th- I think that's how you say it. Chimera? Chimera? Kayak, kayak, It's uh, but I, 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 know what, I know what a chimera is, but this is spelled C H I M A I R A, and I'm sorry for those that are fans of that band, but I do not know the pronunciation. Uh, singer Mark Hunter and a few friends uh, filling in for Randy Blythe, who recently tested positive for COVID. Hunter Trivium's Matt Heafy and Anders Frieden of In Flames sang lead during the band's show on Tuesday in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, Blythe was just six shows in the Lamb of God's co-headlining metal tour of the year with Megadeth when he was diagnosed with COVID, and the band is hoping that Blythe will be able to join Lamb of God later this week. Def Leppard have just released Take What You Want, the second track from the band's new album, Diamond Star Halo, which drops on May 27th. Has anyone heard it? Uh, the album marks the band's first new studio album since 2015 self-titled set. Well, we're going to talk to Joe Elliott next week about it. We are. Yeah, so Joe Elliott said that the band has been together for so long that they've come full circle and are more comfortable in sounding like Def Leppard than ever before. He said... They have to have our identity in them, meaning the songs, or they might as well be Tom Waits or R.E.M. or whatever. He said, we have a signature sound that we're not scared of anymore, and I think we were Uh. right around the slang period of our career, 1996, when we were frightened to death of ourselves, I think. I know. This makes complete sense what he's saying, because this was not really their sound. Was it Mutt Lang who was their producer? Yeah. Yeah, Who kind of helped seal their signature sound? Yeah, he did, but I, th- I think he means with the last couple of releases... Oh, I see. ...that they were like, man, we can't sound like that anymore. Right, right, we, right. We, we have to change, but they, they have re-embraced it, and they're like, yeah, we need to sound like us. Yeah, you know? absolutely. He said, you know, so they've got the, the classic Def Leppard trademark of big guitars, drums, vocal harmonies to the high, high heavens, you know, so... <laughs> Coming back from Vietnam, all the things that Def Leppard's going to sound the same, and they totally thrown up on what they're playing? Will you... That where, did his, where did his arm go? <laughs> where, where did his arm? I can't feel his arm. I can't feel his arm. Dang. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Rick Allen, drummer of Death yeah. Leopard. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, talk to, uh, we'll talk to Joe Elliott next cool. week. And we'll ask him about that stuff. All right, and then one last story. I thought this was pretty cool, uh, and I'm interested in this. Premiering June 10th, the New York City's Tribeca Film Festival is, festival is The Lost Weekend, A Love Story. The documentary chronicles John Lennon's 18-month affair with assistant May Pang yeah. during he and his wife Yoko Ono's separation during the period dubbed The Lost Weekend. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but Yoko Ono contends that she sort of oversaw this. Yeah, no, I, I remember that. Yeah, I remember her kind of allowing this type yes. of thing, uh, that they needed a break. Right, and, and she managed it. And that it. she may have even pointed at him in that direction. Yeah. We'll find out. Uh, by the way, the film, which was directed by Eve Brandstein, Richard Kaufman, and Stuart Samuels, feature interviews with photographer Bob Gruen, Apple Records manager Tony King, solo Beatles drummer of choice Jim Keltner, along with John Lennon's older son Julian. Uh, Pang, who... Listen to our first date, I thought we'd go to Target. Uh, <laughs> Pang, 
uh, who, prior to her affair with John Lennon, served as his and Yoko's personal assistant and was responsible for coordinating the production of such Lennon albums as Mind Games, Walls and Bridges, and Rock and Roll, along with Harry Nilsson's Lennon-produced album Pussycats. Although her relationship with Lennon ended publicly in 1975, according to Pang, the couple remained periodic levels, lovers through 1978. She published two books focusing on her time with Lennon, the salacious 1983 memoir, Loving John, and the 2010 photo book, Instant, Instamatic Karma. Even today, she's amazed that people are still clueless about the extent of her and Lennon's relationship. She said, I had a relationship. People weren't ready, uh, weren't ready that there was something like that which actually did happen. People didn't realize how long it was. I've seen people say in fanzines or Q&As, why is May Pang writing this book? She only spent a weekend with him, which is funny because it was actually almost two years. Uh-huh. She revealed that her book, in, in her book, uh, Loving John, that... Uh, I love you too. Long after the lost weekend, this is funny, you'll, you'll enjoy this. The Little River Band song, <laughs> Reminiscing actually became her and John's song together. Reminiscing. She said, the song that he liked, and he would think about me by the Little River Band. Uh, In in 1978, he came up, and he said, I just heard this song on the radio. And I said, what song? And he started to hum it to me, and I said, I can't believe that you're asking me about this song. I said, because another musician friend of mine just said, oh, this song, Reminiscing, it's such a great tune. And here, John is saying the same thing to me, and I happened to have the record and uh, played it for him, and he goes, that's it. That's it. And he made me play it over and over and over. He loved Little River Band. I never would have guessed that this was a song that John Lennon was in. I just heard this great song about a girl named Brandy. What a fine girl she would be. Uh, this is a great song. It is. I, it's a guilty pleasure. I love her, man. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in I music. need you to stop talking <laughs> and listen to me. Okay, Ben, sorry. I'll, I'll stop now. Actually, I need to go to a phone call, and I believe this is Dennis. Dennis? Hey, Dennis, you there? Yes, Dennis here. Hey, hey. who are you talking to, Dennis? Um, I was just talking to my girlfriend. Hey! Stop talking. <laughs> Stop that. <All> right. <laughs> Dennis. Yes. Uh, what were you guys talking about? Did, did you happen to, uh, did something happen? Uh, yeah, we were just talking about how to spend $500. Yes! We got a winner. Yay! We got a winner. Dennis is the winner of our uh, WMMR concert cash. And, uh, Dennis, yeah, we got 500 bucks for you. But not only that, tickets to the MMRBQ as well. Have you ever been You ever been to our show before? Uh, I've been to the barbecue six or seven times, given blood a bunch of times. Yeah. Wow. You're the man, Dennis. That's awesome, dude. So glad you won. All right. Well, we will see you there at the MMRBQ. And uh, congratulations on winning the cash, my man. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Love it. Dennis, guys. He and his girlfriend, a happy couple right there, winner of the MMR Concert Cash. Your next chance to win is coming up at noon, so don't miss that opportunity. We're going to take a break. We'll get back in a second, and we will wrap things up. Stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant... 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. On a Thursday, uh, oh, it's uh, actually, it's Friday. What am I talking about? Friday happens the moment Thursday work oh, yeah. is over, so oh, yeah. that's a beautiful thing. Uh, and today has been so much fun. Today, April 21st, is Talk Like Bill Weston oh. Day. Do you and, think uh, <laughs> it will be carried on through the other day parts? I Gotta would love so. it. I, yeah. I don't know if that'll happen or not, but who knows? Bill might call in and tell them. I need you to stop talking <laughs> and listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like a dad. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, man. It was so much fun. Thank you to the callers who participated in our contest that we had on Talk Like Bill Weston Day. Bill was, little did we know, he was one of our contestants. I wish he would have used his real voice. Yes. yes we could have identified him. And, and to see if it would, if we could have picked up on if it was mm-hmm. really him. Well, or not. the way to play was he, he, used, he is Bill. And we are like, nah, that doesn't sound good enough. Yeah. No, he he did he he, he kind of did a high pitched voice like yeah. this, and it would have been great if he would have really given us the real Bill Weston, and if we would have not chosen him, he uses would have no, been even better. He uses no problem voice. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Right? Oh yeah. Do we have that? Hang on. This was uh, Bill uh, saying no problem. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for being a good sport, Bill Weston. Yes. And uh, thank you also to uh, Kihi Kwan. Yay! Played uh, Data in the Goonies and Short Round in the uh, um, uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And he's got a new film called Everything Everywhere All at Once. He's just a delightful guy. It's so and how can, how can you not love him? You yeah. Know? Yeah, so it was really cool having him on this morning. Um, and it's great having Pierre Aubert on any day. And he is here with us this morning. Hey, man. Oh, good day, my children. Nice to see you, Dad. And you too, kids. <laughs> you all right with the uh, coffee ingredients over there? You seemed... What happened? I wanted some... Uh, I like that sugar in the raw. Yeah, I know. And there's only those sweetener things. No, I'm sorry. I hate sweeteners. I don't care for <laughs> them. No, I, they, it's I, too I, chemical tasting. Yeah. I accidentally had some of your coffee yesterday. Really? Oh, my God. <laughs> His boner ended at 1130 at night. <laughs> <laughs> I came back to Pancake, and I'm like, I go, I go, does Pierre have his own pot of coffee? Because we have two pots in there. And he goes, yeah. And I go, is it the one I left? He's like, yeah, I think so. I go, yeah. I tasted that stuff. <laughs> I had to put six sugars and eight creams in that thing <laughs> to cut uh, it. Just to cut it down. Well, um, what I do, I have my own burner yeah. in the studio or my own hot plate and so and my own pot. So I go into the main system and brew a very thick, dark roast. And uh, yesterday uh, it got busy right off the bat. And um, I forgot to go get it. And I went back there, and it was the pot was half empty. And I'm going, oh, someone's going to get a surprise. Uh Turns out Presbo is the one that got the surprise. But I needed it, man, because we had to do this post-show live stream thing with this uh, 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 radio publication called All Access. And we had to wait around, and I started... 
and Wednesdays are traditionally yeah. the most tired day of the week. Wow. And I'm just fading fast, and I got I got to go get some coffee, and I was zip out bay. You came man. back to in the Charleston. Yeah. <laughs> we can be coffee mates. That's how. I mean, I like espresso. Okay. I do so, too. I like espresso too, but I, I like, like a lot of sugar cup. in my yeah. espresso. Uh, no. So mine's yeah. just like, I like, see, I like the taste of coffee and strong coffee. Okay. Oh, you guys are a perfect match. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're a match in yeah. every way. <laughs> we are. You should have seen me trying to clean my house over the course of the oh, week I took I'm off. I'm sure you guys matched that perfectly. You should have called me. I, honestly, I could come help you. I love doing that. You do? Yeah. I like, like, is it like clutter and you want to organize? Yeah. And, yes. Oh, I could have totally. Well, just I have it. a professional organizer. If you have any attachment to any things that are oh, yeah, of any sentimental out. value. Oh, yeah, forget it, Set dude. them aside now <laughs> yep. because they're gone. <laughs> That's Kathy's cleaning process. He's just well, throwing stuff away. What is this signed picture from Mick Jagger? Clutter. Take a picture of it. I do have one of those, actually. Um, so yeah, it, it would be it would be difficult, but uh, at least we share the coffee love. Yes. Um, yeah. I just I need a I need a a jolt. I a need potent a, brew. Yeah, a potent brew. Mm. Um, and it's also um, you know as uh, as you discovered. Uh, uh, very arousing. Yeah, very, very, very arousing, <laughs> may I say. <laughs> All right, uh, we need to get our letter. You ready? I. You aroused? <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. All right, the, Preston, the Daily Letter. Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. S as in scintillating. All right, and we have a Samsung 50-inch Class S7 Series LED 4K UHD Smart Tizen TV. Four tickets for the Penn Museum to check out one of the largest Egyptian collections in the U.S. and a hieroglyphs mug from the museum shop. And it's brought to you by Marvel Studios. Moon Knight. Don't miss the six-episode event, now streaming, and that's only on Disney+. Plus. We give that away tomorrow. What do you have planned for Talk Like the Weston Day today, sir? <laughs> uh, first of all, is scintillating begin with an S? Yes. Okay. It's good. S-C and then proceeds. Okay. Should be. Okay, just want to want to verify. Yeah. That. Um. Uh. On is it talked like Bill Weston Day? Yeah. It, 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 Stop talking <laughs> and listen to me. Yes, it is talked like Bill. Where Weston does that Day. clip come from? Oh. I heard it all morning, oh, but oh, I don't know the origin let of it. Do it. Okay. Can, do you have a minute? I've got all day. <laughs> okay. Casey had uh, we we did a a mixer one time and we planted this story with Bill that Gary Weston was or that Gary Weston <laughs> that Gary Lauer was there and he got out of hand. Oh. And that it that it could have been serious, and so Casey planted that story, and then he gave him uh, Gary's phone number. It was the hotline, and Casey answered it and pretended to be Gary Lauer. <sighs> so Bill didn't recognize didn't. the hotline number. Yeah, Bill didn't recognize the hotline number, wow. and he called it, and this is what happened. Hello, <laughs> hello, 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 hello. I'm looking for Gary Lauer. This is Gary. Gary Lauer, this is Bill Weston at WMMR. Bill Weston! Hey, Bill! Hey! Hey! Uh, hey nightmare! Bill Weston! Right. Hey, set, settle down. We, we need to talk, man. This is this is kind of a serious call. Oh, Bill Weston! I keep a, you call my phone. Well, I had to I had to chase it down from a couple different people to, to get to talk to you. I it's about um it's about what happened at the Preston and Steve Mixer at Parks. Uh, oh, I had such a great time that night. I forgot my teeth. I didn't have my jam. Yeah. Oh. Hey, 
Well, here's 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 the problem, Gary. Uh, oh, wait. Is there a problem? Yeah. Oh, I didn't bring my camera. I had a picture taken with Kathy Romano, oh, but I didn't get a camera, and I don't have email. Can Kathy print me out a picture? Because I got a picture with her, and I got a picture with Marissa. <laughs> I couldn't find Casey anywhere. By the way, Casey doesn't sound anything like Not a thing. All right. Not a thing. Let's continue. But I got a picture with them, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have email. Gary. I need you to stop talking and listen to me. All right? Okay. Listen to this. How you behaved at the mixer is gonna is causing problems. It was reported that you were either inebriated, high, or a combination of both. I was so high and so drunk. I had such a good time, man. Okay, now listen, listen. <laughs> you just called the hotline. Oh my god! Uh, I need your consent. Can we play this on the air? Everything except the f-ing asshole part. Yeah. Yeah. All right, thank you. I'll clean it up so you can hear it. Oh my god! It's a terrible impersonation. He fell for it for like almost uh, two minutes. Great! Wow. He called. In, I don't know if you called, but he called in as one of the contestants today on our contest. Sound like Bill Weston? Bill did. And, yeah, yeah, he called yeah. up, and we didn't pick up on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. great. He disguised his voice. So that's where we got this. I need you to stop talking <laughs> and listen to me. <laughs> that is that was brilliant. It was excellent. So it's uh, so the twenty uh, first of April is always declared talk like Bill Weston. From now on, yes, it is. Yes. Yes. All right, this is the first official. I like it. Yeah, excellent. Right. What was the thing you were doing the other day, Steve? Where the the hands were just appearing above a foxhole or something. Oh, oh yeah, it was it was a best of clip. Yeah, where Bill in uh, <laughs> in Vietnam trying to hide from Charlie. <laughs> Came in Rambo. Oh my God! <laughs> That's right. It was Rambo. Every time you stick your hands up, we're gonna get killed. <laughs> I'm just gesticulating, trying to make a point. <laughs> you go down into the tunnel with the pistol. We could take care of all this. Oh my. Bill throws his hands all yeah. over the place when he talks. So. My God, that was I I I I had uh, never heard it before. <laughs> Which is one of the great things about when you guys go on vacation, you hear best of, and sometimes you hear bits you didn't hear the first time around. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and um, I had never heard that one. And I uh, I was going somewhere, and um, I swerved. I, I mean, it was it was really oh, that's great. great, excellent, great. Uh, well, oh, on the what's program. Up? Yeah. Uh, we've got more of those Brewfest at Montage Mountain uh, tickets coming cool. up this Saturday. And I've plugged it every day and forgotten to give them away every day. <laughs> so. <laughs> That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they've, they've stockpiled now. Yeah. And you got a bunch. Well, it's so, what you call a party pack. Yeah. It's going to be a party pack. I'll have I'll have more than one to give away. Maybe right. we'll give away two times today and two times tomorrow. But I've been plugging it like the Dickens every yes. day, and uh, so that'll be good. Then we'll have uh, concert cash opportunities noon and two p.m. and MMRBQ tickets. 
and then workforce blocks of Aerosmith. It is, uh, speaking of Smith, Robert Smith's birthday. And oh. Steve, I know you love The Cure. I do. I do, God, too. I love them. Go on, I love them. Love them, love them. So we'll do a nice block of The Cure. Uh, we have a request for a block of Volbeat. We've got some great vinyl to play for you, so it's going to be a fun day. I would love that, and I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Acme Markets. You can get your free flu shot or COVID-19 booster at their pharmacy. Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors. Also brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show, and by Pella. Your journey to upgrade Pella windows and doors is easy, and for a limited time, you get 50% off installation. Call 877-98-PELLA or visit Pella Philly. Listen to tomorrow's show. First of all, we're going to have uh, comedian Steve Trevino on and in the studio. We will have Cindy Williams here. Shirley from Laverne. She's back. I love her. Love her. And we're going to talk to Gary Sinise as well. So that's going to be a great program to wrap up the week. And Gary Weston, Bill (laughs) Sutton. Gary Weston will join us too. (laughs) That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, my friend. And we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the bat ba 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 